Hey y'all, editing's Steven here. Uh, we had a few issues with Craig the day that we recorded, and then while I was editing, my local audio just kind of vanished, so um, not only is Kat the Craig audio like she normally is, um, I am as well. We are, we managed to get it pretty, uh, pretty well stable uh, to record the main part of the episode um, before, it start, before Craig started cutting out on us, although there are a few instances where my audio specifically is a little bit wonky because of um, I guess just however Craig was being, uh, but everything after the main part of the episode, so our questions and plugs ended up being uh, pretty unusable. Uh, we got together and recorded, or re-recorded rather, our question segments, but unfortunately Jake was not able to uh, to be with us for that part. So for the questions and plugs, you've just got me, Kat, and Nero, the uh, the main crew. So yeah, um, sorry again about all of that. Hopefully, it should not be an issue. Going forward, uh, luckily Craig did cooperate pretty well when we were uh, re-recording the question segment, so fingers crossed on future future episodes, but hey, you guys know how it is. Anyway, uh, thanks again. Welcome to Disney Minus, the Disney movie podcast where we are slowly but surely working our way through every Disney movie ever, or at least the ones that are on Disney Plus. I'm Steven, and I also have a legacy to pass on to my kids when the time is right, but that's mostly just dad jokes, so they're probably safe. I'm Kat, and peace may be within me, tolerance may be all around me, but God love me, I cannot give forgiveness in my path for this movie. <laughs> I'm Nero, and my favorite meme format is AccuLoss.jpg. I'm Jake. <laughs> I'm Jake, and the rose did not. The road did not rise up to meet me. Right? Lazy ass road. Okay. So today we are doing Artemis Fowl, and we have a special guest uh, today. Jake, you already hi, introduced me. I'm Jake. Do it again. I I knew when we started this Disney podcast or this podcast that relatively soon into it I wanted to have you on for for Artemis Fowl because well you, one you've got your podcast and then two I just I think you had already mentioned you were a fan of it somewhere else in there but mainly because of Thank a you. podcast I am, Fowl. I am excited to be here even even though it means I had to watch this movie again. <laughs> I mean, so of all movies that. you could have brought him in on, you brought him on on this. It was it was, it was special. For sure. Yeah, see? I mean, you could have brought him in on Million Dollar Duck, so, I mean, at least there's that, Mercy. <laughs> God! That <laughs> reminds me. You're so, not forgetting that movie. You're not so, forgetting that or my favorite Martin, ever. I, I, I only joined recently, of course. I, was, I, I only came on during the last episode, so I uh, mercifully missed those two films. You all Is... Artemis Just Fowl. For reference, we don't let Steven forget those movies. Oh, of ever. course not. Is <laughs> Artemis Fowl the worst movie you guys have watched on this podcast? I will no. say, for as much as it pissed me off because of all the things that it changes from the book, Million Dollar Duck and My Favorite Martin are both probably worse. 
Yeah, okay. Artemis Fowl is nowhere near the worst movie that we've watched. But consider this. My favorite Martian has Christopher Lloyd in it. True. And we do we do like him. Million Dollar Duck doesn't seem to have any kind of redeeming qualities. Uh, but there is a duck in it, and <laughs> I do like to look at ducks. That is and they true. fucking messed up applesauce. But on the other end, it does still have the merit of it's an older movie, so we have to give it a little bit of leeway there. I don't yeah, know it came if out in what did we the say, million 63? dollar duck. Well, we can try, but it, I mean, it's a duck, so what's it going to do? Mm. This Artemis movie Fowl has no excuses. Yeah, this movie <laughs> garners no such respect. This movie came out last year. It does have a magic nut. It, so at least there's there's that. Even having even having Olaf. And Bullseye does not excuse it. Wait, what? I, like, I really like that you pulled Bullseye for Colin Farrell Dude. from the fucking oh, 2003 thinking, Daredevil. That's like Shit, the I had thing I liked from Daredevil was I liked Bullseye. Because that's what got me on House of Pain for music. I, okay, I had myself all messed up. I was thinking Hawkeye for a minute and I was like, where the fuck is Jeremy <laughs> Renner? No, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Bullseye, Daredevil, the god awful Ben Affleck and oh, Jennifer god, yeah, Garner, that movie. but no. Yeah, no, okay. Bullseye, the whole top of the morning to you, where he's like chugging yep. a pint and just pitching darts into the. Oh. I love House of Pain. That's what got me into House of Pain. I, this I might do be, like. This might be the first movie I've seen where Colin Farrell was doing an Irish accent fucking since Daredevil. I think this is the first movie where I've seen Colin Farrell and he's not been a bad guy. Mm. I guess so, yeah. So we, I mean, we should. The Fright Night remake, this, you know, there's Fright Night remake, there was Daredevil, there was, oh, uh, shit, Phone Booth, which he wasn't really a bad guy, but he was like a victim in it. And I mean, so, yeah, even in this movie, he's kind of gray, but. Is it, mm, well, he's gray in that he's not bringing much dynamism <laughs> he's, he's to the table. He's kind of nothing. Um, nah. He's not, yeah. out, he's not out and out evil. We'll put it that way. So, we're avoiding talking about this film. We should probably actually talk about this movie. Artemis Artemis Fowl is a movie that released on Disney Plus exclusively in 2020, uh, directed bafflingly by Kenneth Branagh. If there's one word you can use to describe Artemis Fowl, the film, uh, it is inexplicable. Everything about it is completely (laughs) inexplicable. And the fact that this film was in development hell since 2001, so almost Which, 20 yeah, years I they've been trying to make realize. this movie. That should tell you something. Yeah, so if if you didn't know somehow, uh, Jake is here because this movie is based on a book based called Artemis Fowl. Um, it, this movie <laughs> takes its title and general characters go. from a go. book called Artemis Fowl. Um, a very popular... I can't even say it does anything with the plot. No, not really. Um, a very popular like kids book series from the uh, the, the the early to late two thousands. Um, it is about a like super criminal, super genius kid meddling in the affairs of fairies and all that kind of stuff. It's it's pretty fun. I really liked them as a kid. Uh, this right. movie has pretty much nothing books. to do with any of it. Nope. I read the first three books back in the day because. Uh, spoilers, I guess, just in case. Skip ahead a few seconds, but the third book ends with him, with Artemis getting his memory of fairies erased. So I assumed that was the end. <laughs> you think so? But there are like 
six more after that. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was a couple years later. I was in Barnes and Noble. I saw like a new artist. I was like, oh. So eh? this movie, if you could say it is an adaptation of Artemis Fowl, technically eh? adapts the first two books. Technically, yeah. Oh my god. Mishmash, they kind of like put it in a bowl and threw a blender on and like try to make it work. The because yeah, from <laughs> what I remember, Artemis's dad does not appear on. On screen until I'd say screen, whatever, on page until book two. Because the point of book two is now that I've restored the family's fortune, let's yep. go rescue my dad. Yes, exactly. And you know, the other the, here's the other thing about the, the book Artemis Fowl. Um, the titular character is villain protagonist. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit in the first book, and that's the point. Yeah, we love him good, for that. He is not a good yeah. guy, you're not it's supposed great. to like him. And uh, no, the books, are, the books are his journey growing as a person from a shitty, super genius 12 year old into like an actual human being into with empathy and shit. And in the in the movie here, he's just uh, he's just a kid. He's just a kid. He's just a normal a kid. He's not a bad yeah. guy. He's just a kid. They so, tell you they tell us he's a genius, but I feel like we don't really see it. We'll get there. We'll get to what the fuck ever um what is the first thing in my fucking notes oh yeah and uh, the first thing in my notes before the movie inserted i just wrote this is gonna make me mad <laughs> which yeah it did um and then so we start off with the cold open this movie's framing device is completely insane i don't I still understand don't get it. why it, oh my god we open on we open on the fucking big show complex yeah so before, oh, good! I'm glad someone got that. Before that, we 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 start with like all we start with the cold open of a bunch of news okay, reporters, yeah. you know, swarming Foul Manor, and they're talking about Artemis Fowl. They're talking all about Artemis Fowl. They literally um, call it a media frenzy. One of the yes. reporters says you could call this a media frenzy, and that's the kind of movie we're watching. There's a line that I picked out because it sounded so bad it's so stupid where one of the reporters says artemis fell what's it like having a criminal for a father <laughs> the fuck do you think <laughs> what? This, this bad reportering you don't do that i wanted the kid to look at the camera and be like pretty fucking badass <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's the that's the other thing is in the books i'm pretty sure he was fully aware of his dad being oh, also yeah, a super basically yeah right so here's here's the well, yeah, here's yeah, in the books. I've read, and again, I haven't read the books, but from what I've seen, like mentioned, is apparently in the books he was aware of what his dad did, oh, yeah. and in the movie he's not. Um, I yeah. could be wrong. So <laughs> here's treated like it's some big reveal to my dad does bad things. Yeah, so like we're... you didn't notice your full Bat Wayne style Bat Cave <laughs> underneath yes. where he had the fucking. <laughs> that pulled out with all these glowing bottles and it was like oh yeah your dad was gonna tell you about this bullshit all right so here let, let's so first of all first difference already um artemis knew his father was a criminal also artemis fowl senior does this not know that fairies right. exist in the book yeah that's artemis right fowl senior is a normal criminal yeah, he's just a re- he's just a regular people thief. So wait, in the very books, good he didn't know anything about the fairies, no. and in the movie he does. No, he's doing one hundred percent human shit. What the fuck? Yeah, and then like... Artemis, Artemis figures out. Well, my dad's gone, and we're losing money. Fairies are figured out. Fairies are real. I'm gonna catch one. 
get money for yeah. it. Yeah. So here, here's the the thing about the book plot because this yeah. movie kind of resembles because it. Because this movie had yeah. used, like so freaking bad. This movie kind of resembles the plot of the first book, but it kind of. So the first book is a heist. Artemis is playing. Artemis learns that fairies exist. Artemis deduces that, and you know, he the the book starts with him stealing something called the Codex from an old fairy in exile in Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah, that the Codex is the is the MacGuffin of the first book. It has absolutely nothing to do with any fucking magic nut. The Aculos is a complete invention of this film. And really, the only reason it's a MacGuffin is that once the fairies figure out he has it, they're like, we should probably make sure he doesn't have that anymore. We don't yeah. want him knowing about us. And it's so not, Artemis is... Yeah, it's Artemis not, is oh, it's super powerful and we need it. It's just, make sure the kid doesn't fucking know we're here. Yeah, they're trying to stop him from uh, knowing about the fairies because his plan is he is going to ransom fairy gold. Um, to restore his father's fortune and fund his expedition to find his missing father, who is like who has been taken by the Russian mafia. That was um, it. Okay. So wait, so does the Atahuda what's the, does it even appear in the no. first book? No, or? no, the, it's not in any closest, of the books. The closest thing to it is that fairies have a ritual they have to do every so often to restore their magic, which is you grab an acorn from a tree growing near a bend in a river. And you plant it somewhere else. Yes. It uh, took that minor ass thing and decided we're going to make it giant and gold and magic. Um, on one hand, Stephen, you're cutting out again. On the other hand, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. No, they, they basically... The, the acorn is like a symbol in the books and they just made it really literal. Um, here's, so here's another difference as, as we start off. So as as fucking Mulch Diggums here is being interrogated by MI6 Ugh. in the fucking black site. What is happening? Okay. <laughs> when, mm. So Josh Gad is here. Yeah, I will, I will point out we're like this far in and we've gotten to the first 30 seconds. <laughs> Josh Gad is here. Josh Gad, the funny snowman from Frozen. Josh Gad, the funny gay from oh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, <sighs> except he's doing... A voice. <laughs> so you want to hear the story of Artemis Fowl? I kind of liked it. Like, well, that's your Jake. I, I think it. you're you're too. There's too much bass. It's more like. So you want to hear the story of Artemis Fowl? He sounds like he ever like have the he and fucking Judy Dench just sound like they <laughs> yeah they eat do cigarettes. <laughs> I do like Josh Gad high pass though because now everybody is going to be expecting Olaf and it's. I don't know. I like his performance, like as a whole, mm. or like standing alone from the rest of the movie. I like Josh Gad. I will I say like how he did. I will say if this was like ten years ago, it would have been Jack Black instead. Oh, Fuck. Man. Oh, it totally. Was. Everything about the way that they built Malt for this movie would have been Jack Black. Oh, it totally would have. Yeah. But I mean... that being said, I like Josh Gad in this. Bold stance. Um... <laughs> I mean, he is one of the few actors making shit about the rest of the movie, but I liked him. He is one of the few actors who is like making a choice, so I will give yeah. him that. Right. Um, so basically, the framing device for this movie is that Mulch Diggums, who, mm, all right, do we want to get into the fucking giant dwarf shit now, or do oh we have to wait? Fucking... So, I had to do it. Yeah. We may as well. So. 
excuse me, Dwarfus Giganticus. No, right. excuse you, regular ass dwarf. Regular excuse man. Excuse you, fuck you, Stephen. Like no, right. he wasn't. He wasn't a giant dwarf in the books. He was just. No, he's not. Uh, you want to know, know why Josh Gad is a giant dwarf in this movie? It's because they didn't want to go through the trouble of CGIing him into a normal dwarf. I am almost certain uh, that is the only thing. Also because they are stupid. Yeah. It's also because their stupid framing device only works if he just yeah. looks like a regular guy. I mean, yeah. at that point, couldn't they have just got Peter Dinklage? I mean, they would be totally riding uh, Peter, off of the game. Peter, they would be riding off a of Game of Thrones. At this Peter point. Dinklage has way too much <laughs> dignity for this movie. Like yeah, they but were. I'm saying if they absolutely had to, they would be riding off of the Game of Thrones popularity. I bet. Pulled Tyrion frickin' Lannister. Or, I bet they oh, asked. Whoever he was in Elf. Pull him in for that if they I'd, had to. I definitely bet they asked, and Peter Dinklage like laughed in their face when he read the <laughs> well, script. Because like, Peter I Dinklage hope that was awful. what happened. What? You, you, wait, 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 you want me to do what? You want me to fucking unhinge my jaw and shit out dirt? No. No, no, no. You, well, I mean, also the fact off. that he did in, uh, was it Endgame or Infinity War, where he like actually got to play a dwarf that was yes. bigger than like all of the other characters. Yeah, that, that was Infinity War. I loved yes, how silly that was, though. To be haven't fair, haven't seen Infinity War. Have or haven't seen Endgame. Have seen Infinity War. That's I've right. seen both. Yeah. So <laughs> it'll kill we... you only if I die. Yes, that's killing yes, you. Yes, that's how killing you works. Yes, he's a giant dwarf. He's being interrogated by the fucking Secret Service, and he's like, well, tell us about Artemis Fowl. And so he launches into his story, and he's like, Artemis was just a regular kid, except he was super smart, and he loved and Ireland and doing sports. And not, less- I'm not even fucking kidding. Since since the since the kid is Artemis Fowl Jr., they treat this like they're supposed, there's a minute of confusion between him and the, the secret agent guys that are interrogating them. They're like, what does this have to do with a jewel being like, oh, you think this is about the dad? <laughs> no, this story is about the kid. I'm sorry. When he said that, though, I did have a Game of Thrones flashback. The whole, you know, if you thought this had a happy ending, you're not paying attention. <laughs> that That's I mean, literally what I thought of, though, when he started telling the story. I'm like, so, it's not going to end well. So let's, once again, we're about a, we're about a minute and a half in. We're going to hit the stop <laughs> sign again here. And now we um, see Nero's thoughts on the whole Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. Well, no. I'm, here's here's the problem with Artemis in this movie. So the the opening scene with Other him... Other than him the, being a little twit? Yeah. So the opening scene in the him, in, with him with the therapist, that is straight from, from book, the book. From book two, is it, though. Is there yes. an asshole? Yes, <laughs> it is. It is from book two. So uh, we, uh, we get... You didn't even meet with the therapist until the second book? <laughs> I've never read these books, so I am relying on you guys for this. Yeah, we'll, we'll carry you through here. Don't worry. There were there were two four sets of footprints while we were carrying you two. And we, we're the lore masters. <laughs> so, Artemis does have a scene where he like shows off his his big brain and his deductive abilities by owning this guy right uh-huh. except this scene is not in line with his character in the movie at all because in the movie he's just a normal kid who loves sports here's another problem jake artemis is like a big his he loves sports in the books right he's he's all athletic and stuff he loves doing yeah. exercise if you showed him a surfboard he would be insulted yeah, no he's such an asshole in the, in the book yeah, Artemis is a nerd. Artemis is a big fucking nerd with like twig arms. They he talk in the first book about activity. his like skin being almost luminescent because he's so pale. 
so basically he's an Edward Cohen. <laughs> he yeah, no, no, not even. He's you no. know that meme where it's buff dude, smart dude. Where do you work out <laughs> yes. at the library? Yeah, that, that's Artemis. He spends all day on fucking Reddit. That's why he's pale. It's not because he's like a cool vampire. It's because he's hey, a fucking. Now, I like Reddit. No, he spends all day on like fucking R slash epic science or whatever debunking <laughs> star wars like that's the kind of kid art oh, of fucking he would too um and here's another thing so this movie kills yeah, his mom hell? for no reason i did see that apparently like is she still alive in the book oh, yeah. Or is she, oh, yeah she lives through the whole series like the second book yeah, yeah. artemis dad disappeared somewhere before the first book it takes place and she has basically mm-hmm. spent the whole time since then like spiraling into madness slash I assume probably depression. Yeah. His motivation, oh. aside from fixing the family fortune, is getting her right in the head. Yeah, he wants to save his mom. He Artem as with many uh evil asshole kids, one redeeming quality about him, he loves his mama. He would do anything for his mom. And that is one of the reasons he is like doing this whole shit with the fairies. But no, we're just gonna fridge her off screen. It's fine. It I don't why? <laughs> uh, because, Stephen, this is a movie about dads. This is a story about dads. Dads only. Dads and sons, apparently. They're, uh, uh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Deep breath, Stephen. Uh, dads only. No moms allowed. So, but, oh, so this really isn't a Disney movie, then. <laughs> don't, don't go to dadsonly.com. You'll find something else there. Oh, I don't geez. know what you'll find there. So basically, this is realistically a Disney movie in that we kill off the mom, we shove mm-hmm. her off to the side, and we don't yep. talk God, about Yeah, her. I guess so, huh? Oh, that's why this is to adapt. I mean, nope. should we really be surprised? Hey, it is a fairy tale. Shit. Yeah. Right? So, let's see. I'm looking at my notes here. Yep. Yeah, mom <laughs> dead for no reason. Yeah, we start him surfing. He is surfing in Ireland, first of all. I don't know if Ireland has, like, a thriving surf culture. Probably I not. wondered I that too. I was like, what the, he's so. on like one of those little hoverboard thingies, and why? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, we cut from him surfing to him riding one of those shield hoverboard a, things through the woods. He does an like, epic okay, sick jump off kid. of it. For like a, for yeah, like a second does. on my first or second watch, I thought it was an actual hoverboard, and they were like, oh, look, he's so smart, he invented a hoverboard. I wish. No, it has no he's on one of those hoverboards. He's on one of they just seem like a bad idea in practice. Like, you have seen the videos of the kids slamming into walls on those things, which, while they are hilarious, I'm like, why are you sticking a child on one of those in your movie? Yeah. In the in the woods, like, that is definitely asking for a spill right there. That is asking for a broken neck. I have, I have seen the videos with the hoverboards, and I have ran cross country where they had to go through and, like, spray mark all of the roots with bright neon paint. To keep us from tripping over them. And I'm just thinking, combining <laughs> hoverboard with woods and all the roots that can pop up, that is an accident waiting to happen. And oh, That would have been such a good detail if, like, just in the background, it had, like, a bunch of, like, bright spray-painted <laughs> roots. Right. Oh, I, thought were, I thought you were going to say in the background, he just God, eats shit. And oh, just, like, God, that would have been... I mean, I would have liked That would have been too, incredible, but... too. And then Butler so, just comes up and like scoops him up like it's okay. Yeah. That's all I can think of though. Is he, he's skating. I'm like, that should have been Mark. That should have been Mark. He should have mm. eaten shit right about oh, there. Yeah. So then we come to our next problem with Artemis in this movie. It's that this fucking kid yeah, cannot he's... act. Like, to be fair, I think he's new and starting yeah, out. Yeah, this is so his first role. 
Like, There's I that. Hopefully, he'll be doing better later on. I don't know if he's going to have a career after this movie. <laughs> I mean, I can't hate on the kid because if you look at other movies like, you know, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake and the Finding Neverland, you know, you thought Freddie Highmore would only be like this little sniveling, sickly kid. And I mean, now he's in The Good Doctor, which I like, and he's a really good actor. So yeah. I can't hate on the kid. I mean, he's working with what he's given. And let's be honest, he yeah. was not giving good material. There's no, there's also that to take to consider is cool. Yes. But still, you make a movie about a kid, centered around a kid, you definitely want to try and get a good kid actor. I think That's it's true. a real gamble to get an unknown um, who's like no one who hasn't worked anywhere before, and I did, it didn't pay off this time. But then again, no one else in this movie uh, is really putting in any sort of performance other than Judy Dench, who is... <laughs> I will right. get there. Uh, John, I think, in this I think movie is baffling. The kid could do well if he was given a decent script. The problem is yeah. with this movie, he was or not decent given directing. a decent script. No, oh, yeah, and also, yeah, and they also the but but the only other actor other than than Josh Gad who is like seems to be having fun and doing anything dynamic is the guy who plays Butler, who is I think he he seems like he's having a great time. I like. Okay question though in the movie is he supposed to be blind because like i know no. his eyes are different. no i don't know like, what they the did with that looked, is he supposed yeah, to be no. blind they just gave him pretty uh, eyes i think because but yeah butler is white in the book and he's he's got like he is he's always described with like blue eyes so they just gave him that in the movie well like, i because like i could definitely tell the eyes were off so i figured that was supposed to be supernatural but like the way he looked off in certain scenes like, I don't know, is he, like, supposed to be blind or have, like, some kind of supernatural sight? That confused me. No, yeah, so Butler, he... Butler is, okay, there's a manga out there called Mashal, Magic and Muscles, which is a kid going to magic school, but he doesn't have any magic, so he just gets super buff and beats the oh, fuck that's... out of everything. Oh, that's excellent. I love this, that idea. I this is that. Butler. He, he is tossed into the world of, like, a super genius child and literal magic fairies. And he kicks the entirety of every ass in the books. It's he least, is great. At least he from is, what I remember, he is one of my favorite characters from the series. Uh, we'll get to how this movie fucking torpedoes his character. <gasps> oh, his um, first scene, I hate so it makes yeah. me so mad. Oh yeah, but first we meet Colin Farrell as Artemis Fowl Senior, and I gotta say, I love um, Colin Farrell. I'm he's sorry. great. He's a handsome man. He is. The he and, he and the kid really playing Artemis. Have no chemistry in this movie at all. Not one one single one of their scenes is believable as a father and son. That's yeah, why not I'm really. so mad. I'm like, they had him there to speak, so like he had the beautiful accent, but I'm like, you did nothing with him. You, you ruined my boy. Like he's barely <laughs> in this movie. A beautiful boy. Yeah, and exactly. We... I I had a Godfather moment. I'm like, mm-hmm. I love Colin Farrell. I love Irish accents, and I'm like, look what you did. Look what you did to him why they, they massacred <laughs> my boy they did um, i'm gonna stop now it's yeah so this we, this is where we learned that he he has taught artemis all about folklore and fairy tales of ireland and of Supposedly. course we've all, we, yeah we've already covered in the books artemis falsenior does no shit about fairies he doesn't care about that stuff he's he's just a criminal in the movie he is a criminal but for the cause of helping the fairies 
Because God, you can't just have a guy who's just kind of evil in this movie. There's no moral ambiguity. No, kids won't understand that. that. That's that. W- that would make this movie be be just like a, a mess. No, no kid would understand or get that. We don't want kids to think. We don't want kids to fucking consider things. Fuck you. This is Artemis Fowl. No. So yeah, he's teaching Artemis all about. The um the fucking the the fairies and the fairy tales, uh and he's into it. And then one day, well, then there's the scene where or where he's uh, the helicopter's here, uh, and he's got to leave immediately for. Yeah, he's like, okay, Dad. So when are you leaving? And he's like, oh, they're getting the helicopter ready, like literally right now. <laughs> like literally right now. Yeah, he just. <laughs> I love you so much. You're my absolute world. Bye. <laughs> He just pieced out like basically as soon as he get, he gets home from school and he's like, "Okay, bye, bud. I'm I'm heading out now." Yep, I'm heading out. Uh, I'll be home t- uh, later. Uh, don't worry about it. In the future. So <laughs> is this when we get introduced to Butler? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we get introduced. And okay, see, see, Kat, the thing is, the thing, the thing, the thing that you don't necessarily know since you since you said you didn't read the books in the books. One, his last name is Butler, and he's been his family. Is it his whole family, or was it just him? I keep forgetting. It's, it's his whole family. Like yeah, they, they have been, have been like butlers to people like the Fowls for fucking ever. So this giant silent man who beats the shit out of anyone, they just call him Butler. Yes, that is his name. That is his occupation. <laughs> That's who yeah. he is. And importantly, importantly. Butlers are not supposed to tell their wards their first name. There's supposed to be a layer of like, you know, I did see that disconnection, right? There's you're you're not supposed <sighs> to get too close, right? And there is a scene. Spoilers. Or, or I'm going to be talking spoilers for like the series as a whole, but you know, also this book series is fucking twenty years old. Anybody so third... listening to this, spoilers ahead. If yes, you listen, it's ahead. your own damn fault. Yeah, Here there be spoilers. spoilers. Third book. In the third book, Butler nearly dies. Like he gets shot a bunch, and he, he almost dies. And that is when he tells like, Artemis that his name is Domovoy. And it's a really affecting like scene, right? The butler, Dom the butler, dies? Yeah, yeah, Domovoy Butler. That's his name. Uh, he almost dies. He lives. Uh, our, like, Holly saves his life. Uh, just like in this movie, except <laughs> good, instead of complete fucking nonsense. So that is that is when we learn his name, and that is like the the the, the kind of like emotional connection between him and Artemis, because he's kind of a surrogate dad to him. His his own dad isn't really around even after he gets rescued. Yeah. Um, and so that is that is the connection there. In this movie, uh, they got it backwards. They got it They're so like, fucking backwards. He doesn't like to be called Butler. If you call him the Butler, he will break your neck. He, and they only ever call him Dom or. Uh, occasionally, they, occasionally they call him Domovoy. Domovoy. It's they say, it's yeah. Bob says you can call him Dom or Domovoy or but large. Do not man call him the, the butler. They Which fuck- that last one was kind of funny, but they fucked up so bad. How do you do that? How do you reverse an entire character like that? Without- I don't. I don't even. They don't respect the viewer. They're like they Duh. won't understand if we just call him Butler. Um, and also Butler in this movie, man, 
they do him dirty. They do him so fucking dirty. His actor is having a lot of fun, and I really like him. Yeah. But he but. is just a he's just a stooge. Like he doesn't get to be cool. Yeah, he really has no like badass moments like Butler has all throughout the books. Um Oh yeah, we'll get we'll get to the troll fight in this movie because it's a travesty um compared to what happens in the book. But also another detail that of course they can't adapt it to a movie. Um uh, but in the book he has a signature gun, like it's a real gun. He has a Sig Sauer handgun that he loves and he uses all the time to shoot. He carries that motherfucker everywhere. <laughs> oh man, that detail I did forget. <laughs> just just shoot a fairy. Um <laughs> So yeah, this is where it's revealed that Artemis Fowl has senior has like been found out, and they found the the Owl Star, which I believe was just the Fowl Star in the book. I don't know what? why they took the F out off of it. Like, I see, don't... it's so many of these changes that like they didn't have to make. They're just <laughs> here to be like, hey, you like the books, right? Fuck you. I don't know. I don't know why they. I don't know why they took the maybe, F off of it. Maybe make any maybe sense. Um, Kenneth just thought it was too silly to have it named after them. <laughs> Kenneth, you made Thor. That's the thing. Is people do that? Yeah, like. But anyway, he's been kidnapped. Everyone now knows that he's a super criminal. He he apparently stole the Rosetta Stone. Like, okay, I'll first off, I want to see that. Wait, movie. what? Yeah, yeah there's a... that he's known for having stolen the Rosetta Stone, and okay, hang on, because that thing is like person sized. Yeah, that's yeah. a big rock. It's a big rock in the middle of the British Museum. How did he do it? I want to see like the adventures of Holly and Artemis's dads because that sounds really cool. But yeah. instead we get this movie where nothing happens. And uh as, you know, Artemis is seeing the news stories about his dad, he very dramatically drops his cup of milk, which <laughs> Fucking, I was waiting for that. The whole that whole scene where he stops, just holding his milk, drop it, drop it, and oh, they just—that's one thing I'll give this movie is just chef's kiss of a scene. They time slows down. He's got his mouth hanging open. You see it from above as the thing slowly falls to the floor. It shattered. Oh, just they in that instant they gave me exactly what I wanted. You can hear beautiful. like the million dollar million sound effect. Yes, thank you. Yep, exactly. So also we, we should mention we can tell that Artemis is a genius because he's got all kinds of Lego sets in his room. Like except, okay, sure, I guess. Except Motherfucker, right. my sister's godson has <laughs> yeah, Lego exactly. sets in his room and he's like Jesus Christ, how old is he? Like not even six yet, I think. Yeah. I'll give him a few it's years of so criminal hurt. mastermind. Oh, he will yeah. be, but I'm just like, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> so, but but the, the Legos that they have, the Death Star one, is the one that, that's like the, the big cross-section. Why isn't he, why doesn't he have the big, like, collector's edition, super detailed one if he's so goddamn smart? He's, that's baby shit. I could put that together, Artemis, you fucking, you fucking <laughs> poser. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, no, what happens? Nero, breathe. Yeah. Nero and Jakey, breathe. <sighs> <sighs> I know we want to punch the small child, but we can't. I'm going to put him in a headlock and take all his fucking lunch money. Be nice 
No. Anyway, this is where this is. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Anyway, Artemis gets a phone call from a sentient voice filter. All right, I'm mad again because this is Opal Cowboy. <laughs> all right. So Did we need to put Jake. They the did this so that they could cast whoever the fuck they wanted and worry about yeah, putting face to it later. That yeah. is a hundred percent why this happened. There's no reason for this to be Opal. All right. In the books, Opal Cowboy is like the main nemesis of Artemis Fowl. And I, As I'm opposed curious... to everyone else who ever meets Artemis Fowl. Yeah, but she's the <laughs> recurring one. All right. So every even-numbered Artemis Fowl book is an Opal book, and she's always up to some crazy shit. In the book, oh, okay. in the book Opal Cowboy is like a super genius scientist pixie who's obsessed with herself. And she is constantly like flying in the laws of nature and 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 morality to do crazy shit it rules i'm like i'm like Um, really excited for uh when Anna and i get to book two and like she gets to meet opal yeah she's ah. she's she's so great that she one time she clones herself to fake her own death and removes her magic (laughs) like like there's a point where she like possesses Artemis's mom to trick him into going back in time. Oh, geez. this is the kind of shit she does. She does. She's just like, the most. Like she is ah, absolutely like just does all all the crazy shit. It's it's amazing. I want now. How about you uh, describe um, Opal's character? She's the bad guy. Go uh, and she. Um, mm-hmm. What is, she, what, what, is, what is her like? Uh, what is her driving character? What is the driving? She doesn't like fair, character? the other what, is, what does she want? Um, and I think, I think mm. that's more character development than they gave her. Um, and is it... <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. we're reading too far into it at this point. She has a funny to voice. Be honest, any insight that we give to these characters is more character insight than they deserve. Oh yeah, yeah. So Opal. Honest. Oh, just Opal you is... fucking wait till we get to uh, Juliet. Oh, Jesus. Tahuna? All right, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you remember um, the, the niece that showed up twice in the movie? No, three times yeah. I forgot she was in your control fight. Oh, boy, is she. Yeah, she's uh, a whole other can she's of worms so in the cool. book. She Damn. fucking kicks ass in the books. So, so Opal is the most in-name-only character in this movie, I think. Like, there is no, absolutely no like resemblance between her and her book counterpart but basically she has kidnapped artemis's dad and she wants artemis to find the aculus and there here is where the main issue of this plot starts all right in the book all of this is artemis's own decision he is the one who decides i am going to take fairy gold i am going to kidnap a fairy and i am going to trick them into giving me the gold i am going to outsmart them in the movie artemis never deduces or decides anything on his own he is told everything he is told by opal to get the oculus he gets all of the information about fairies from his dad and his dad's stash he doesn't do anything how are we supposed to buy that this kid is a super genius when he doesn't like do anything to to show us this he well just, because he has a suit and cool shades Oh, of course. I'm. I'm sorry. That, That's you're, probably you're my correct. biggest. One of my biggest beefs with the movie is that like they just keep telling us how smart he is. They keep telling us that he's like the biggest genius ever. And the only time we ever see him be kind of smart is when he totally owns that uh, that therapist. 
And that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah, this is like the very beginning, and it doesn't ever reflect anything else like that he, he does. So is this where we cut down to New Haven? Um, New yeah, Haven I think, City? I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, right. All right, so yeah, Mulch, of course, tells us about oh, the fairies are real. Um, you better start believing in fairy tales, because you're in one. Oh, man. Uh huh. Um, and, and so we get to see the 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 underground world of of Haven City, uh, and it looks yeah, it looks okay. It look um, I it doesn't look bad. I can't say it was I what I was envisioning and and what a lot of the descriptions from the books would say, but it definitely isn't terrible. Um, so this is where we see Officer Holly Short, and this is where we get another completely torpedoed character. Oh, Holly. Oh. So, in the, so that they made the decision to cast, like, an actor the same age as Artemis' actor as Holly, which I understand. Okay. She's a fairy, and she does look a little bit younger like she's she's 84 she in the book she's like mid 20s or so or like early 30s but she just looks 12 and acts 12 in this movie and it's all about her dad like she doesn't have anything on her own in do not remember beachwood short being a thing like maybe he gets Reference as like someone who used to be a big LEP recon guy, but maybe he died and that's why she joined the force. But like, it's not a big part of her character. Um, she is like a hot shot trying to prove herself and she's like an underdog, but not because her dad is a fucking traitor or whatever. It's because she's young and, and headstrong and reckless. And that's why she gets uh, captured by Artemis because she, she always pushes herself to the limit and doesn't recharge her magic until the very last second. Um, and, like, none of that hot-headedness or, like, you know, cleverness ever comes through in the movie. She's just kind of yeah, there. She, she doesn't... And it really... It made me think of the elves from the Santa Claus. Holy crap, yeah. yeah. like, it just like bums Bernard me out. Like, and all them. Man, it just bums me out what they did to Holly in this movie because I really liked her. It feels like they could have done so much more with her, and they just didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like they could have made the the movie about her and Artemis's, you know, friendship, as it were. Um, or at least on the sequel, if this movie didn't, you know, suck so bad. <laughs> Yeah, there's, the, there's definitely no sequel coming to this. Um, uh, I don't know. It streamed instead of going to theater, so maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk I, about I, that I in the questions. That's um, a good point. That's fair. So, Holly, we, we get to see the, the world of Haven City through Holly's eyes, and we see Mulch uh, on his way to being processed, and this is where we learn he's a giant dwarf for no real reason. Um, all the other dwarfs make fun of him because he's too big. He's a good, he's a good pickpocket. Um, that's about it for him at the moment. Then we see... <laughs> then we see Judy Dench. Oh, let's say I hear a laughing and I'm concerned. <laughs> then we see Judy as Commander Root. Yeah, okay. Um, so here's the thing. In the books, Holly's basically the only woman in... Leprechaun. 
Yes. LEP recon, whatever. Of, yeah, yeah, I forgot. That is another big thing. Like she, she is like she's basically a diversity hire kind of. Um, yeah, it, it's not that her dad has been disgraced and now people don't like her because she's the daughter of Beach with the Trader. It was, oh, here's the girl. Yeah. Um, and so that is another part of her character. That's why she wants to prove herself and like why she has so many fucking obstacles and everyone doubts her. Uh, none of that in the book. Commander Root in the books is a dude. He's like a classic cigar chomping. Uh, you're a loose <laughs> cannon, McLeod kind which, of guy, right? Which I think is why Judy Dent is going with the yeah, like, the, like voice that she's doing. I'm not even going to attempt. So they basically to... went from like they basically went from Arlie Ermy to Dave Judy Dench. Yeah, basically, um, huh. it's it's a casting choice. I don't know why they made it. But she's here, and I'm not going to attempt to um, mimic her voice in this. Yeah, movie that's a tough it one would to do. Destroy me. I think at this point we've given up questioning anything they've done. <laughs> yeah. So she's so we so she's riding around on a Segway. Um, and <laughs> oh my god! Is like telling everyone. What is what the fuck? They're looking for the Aculus or something. I don't know. Anytime the plot happened in this movie, I stopped. I I stopped caring. Yeah, it's like it's something like that. There are like background reports of oh the Aculus has been missing for like two weeks or something. Which first off, if it's only been two weeks and like everybody hates Beatswood this much, how is Holly just walking around? Uh, yeah, she should definitely be. Like that's the other thing. People don't hate her enough. Honestly, like. If you're really going for this angle of her dad being a fucking pariah, then act like, then a... like <laughs> she should definitely. Someone should be throwing a tomato at her, like tripping her in the hallway. <laughs> like, come on. At, like at the very least, I feel like she'd probably be in interrogation. If it's been two weeks, I feel like she'd probably be in jail for like yeah. suspicion of something. She shouldn't be able to just waltz up and talk to Commander Root like it's nothing. And Root should probably be treating her with a bit more derision. Yeah, and really, the angle she probably wouldn't even have her job. She, yeah, I just... Why would she a cop if they think that her dad is, like, I guess the worst she would definitely criminal be on, like, they've ever had? Yeah, or, like, she would definitely be, like, on suspension. Like... Yeah, for sure. This movie should be her trying to like get Root to get, let her go out on the field, right? That would, like, that would have been a little bit interesting. And you know they but can't no, do they, that. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. Also, uh, what do we think about the LAP recon uniforms? Because I think they look fucking they terrible. Look like, they look like... I'm neutral on them. <sighs> I don't feel for them. I don't feel against them. Yeah, it's like... I don't know. They're there, the, I guess. I'm just like, not... I'm kind of with Steven. Like, they're there? Yeah, I guess. I really I don't guess want I'd... to say anything nice about this movie. I just yeah. they, they look like they were going for like a Tron legacy thing, but... Like fairies instead of computers, and it. I, I I definitely got more of a Star Trek vibe from it. Actually, Ooh, like yeah. Okay, okay, that's a good point too. I think maybe like a TNG. You keep uh, the original Star Trek. Star Trek name out of your mouth. <laughs> no, you no keep Star it Trek out of this filthy movie's Ooh. mouth. I'm just saying, um, and you know that's it's so weird that Kenneth Branagh is the director of this movie because you couldn't tell you would you could not tell unless you told me kenneth brana is known for like huge sweeping productions with beautiful set design he's the guy he did who made walking a movie with dinosaurs and walking with prehistoric beasts well he was the um the just the narrator for those but yeah like that he he's associated him, with but also he's associated I mean, with, 
This is Gilderoy he, Lockhart that did the movie. The, what did we expect? The, oh, exactly. fuck, I knew he I knew that the name. Guy, he is the guy who full who is the first one who fully adapted the text of Hamlet into a movie. He went whole hog. Like he is a dude who is known for these big decisions and this movie looks nothing like any of his other stuff. There is not an I mean, ounce he definitely of personality made a lot of in this film. He went <laughs> He went yeah. Gilderoy. He went Gilderoy Lockhart on this movie, <laughs> and it shows. But like, that would mean that there was some kind of veneer. Like, I don't, I don't know honestly how much he actually directed. Well, I, I feel like he the veneer care was about the fact this. that it was it his probably thing. just he was yeah. probably just there yeah. for a paycheck. Yeah, he's like, oh, exactly. That's fine. Like, this that... is my name. I can put it on this movie, and well, we all saw how that shit show went. Yeah, like. The last like big genre movie he directed, like I said, was Thor, the first Thor movie. And I'm not gonna say that movie did is he like seriously fantastic. do the first Thor? Yeah, but yeah, he, he did the first I Thor. I like the first Thor. I also like it. It wasn't like I don't yeah, remember any of mind it. blowing. But he but, didn't go into it expecting it to be this big blockbuster. And it seems yeah. like here he went in with all these conceptions and all of these thoughts of how it was gonna go and it just Kind of one of my thoughts about this movie is yeah. that like um, it, it feel it feels a lot like they expected it to be uh, a bust before they even started making it. Yeah, I, I think feel the writing like, was right. on the wall. Like, yeah, I've noticed Disney does that sometimes, where they will basically decide, yeah, this movie's not going to do well. Well, and I especially mean, in this case, it was like pretty much like they knew that going into the theaters, it wasn't going to do well. So they're like, okay, we're going to go ahead and just put it on Disney Plus. Kind of knowing yeah, I mean, that it would be kind of pushed aside and overshadowed by other stuff like Frozen 2 and Soul and stuff like that. Think about the process of this movie, right? Like, anyone with a brain could read this script <laughs> and go, ooh. The fuck oh, you thinking? <laughs> ooh. Um, and then you consider how long it was in production. Obviously, it was troubled. And, like, there's no one would have any faith in this movie. And so they would just dump it on streaming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get there. Don't you worry, everyone. We'll get there. So this is where they send Holly out to Italy um, to deal with the troll. The troll. Oh. oh. First, first we meet. Mulch, oh wait, no, though. that's right. That's true. First, yeah. First we we meet Malt. She's going to jail. We also meet Juliet, and um, this is where we need to talk about this movie's action editing. This movie was edited by a chimpanzee like, <laughs> hopped up on coke and just slamming their hands on the editing bay. You can't get anything otherwise. What is going on with this kendo scene? Like, the overcrank? I don't know. Is it was crazy. Just... Yeah, it's okay. They give us, like, Juliet's, like, they narrate Juliet's intro with, like, an overlaid on, like, a scene of, um, Fuck it, I'm not calling him Dom. A butler. Yeah, we're and, calling him Butler. And Juliet having like a short window match. In and the woods. In the woods. To look cool. For some stupid ass reason. And it's. It's mm. nothing. It's just. It's nothing. First off, yeah. a better intro for her character would have been like showing her either enjoying a wrestling match or like doing some like legit wrestling or moves or something like that. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So in the book. So not so they make Juliet the same age as Artemis in the movie for some reason. Some, uh, some reason. Um, in the book, she is like fifteen. She's not. She's she's Butler's sister. Um, was she fifteen? Okay, I was thinking she was older than that. So at least they didn't no, she's like, age her as much as in, I thought. Yeah, in the first book, she's like fifteen, sixteen, or something. Um, she 
is just as badass as Butler is. She is also training to be a butler. But um, that's the other thing. She's his sister. She's his sister. Why did and... they make her his niece? There's no reason for that. Wait. Yeah. Wait, did they? I completely missed that. Yeah, she they said did, that was, they yeah, made her the, narr- the narration on her intro is that she's his niece. And I... The only thing that I can think why? of why she's his um, niece... That's like when we were reading the first book, on a, on a question, like, what is their age difference? Because it feels like he's really... Like too old to have that young of a sister, and so maybe they thought people would think that eh. in the movie too. I, I mean, mean, sibling wise, I can see it, but just why they would change it from book yeah. to movie, I don't get. It's weird, but yeah. So Juliet um, is a big wrestling kind. I'm pretty sure she actually becomes a professional wrestler at that's some point in the book. Fucking great! I hope so. Um, I think that's in the fourth book where she started being a wrestler. And, like, she's just a, a rowdy, cool teen who, who loves, like, yeah, cool like, stuff. Her her drawback in the books is that she, because of her age, she is a little naive. And so what ends up fucking happening with her is Holly, like, hypnotizes her and just leaves her in a jail cell thinking that she, yeah, she's yeah, fucking Yeah, she think the wall is, like, this huge, yeah, like, we'll, huge big screen TV. And they're playing, like, yeah. basically playing, like, WrestleMania on it. It's so fucking funny, and we'll get to the Mesmer shit in this movie because it's stupid. Um, it happens one time. Yeah, and this, Juliet, it's not a character. Um, yeah, she shows up three anything. whole times. She brings she brings Artemis a sandwich and tells him that he should sleep some. I don't know why she's even in this movie. That's frankly. the only... Um, um, she showed up two more times, but I don't remember anything other than the sandwich. She brings Holly she some food ever at one point. do anything. She brings Holly that's some right. food. That's right, okay, yeah, that's right. And then she is menaced by a troll. Speaking of the troll, we gotta talk about this troll design. I, I don't, don't hate it. like it. This I don't hate it, but there's something about it. I don't know, it's one of those things where I look at this and I go, this troll is, is one of those things, it's like a weird caricature of something. This- um, I'm going to link... The we were before the recording we were talking about the graphic novels for this series, um, which for a while were the only visual representation for any of the characters, right? And the art for the first set of graphic novels is let's <laughs> say mm-hmm. uh, heavily stylized. A choice. So I'm I'm going to link the graphic novel troll. While you're doing that, there they there is a decision that with it being a movie, I can kind of get. Oh, yeah. But, like, because trolls are portrayed as basically not being serious. They're just wild animals. Yeah. Yet they have and this one wearing a full outfit of clothing, which, again, for the movie, I guess makes sense. You can't just have troll dicks swinging around on screen in a kid's movie. So I linked the uh, graphic novel troll. This oh, is fucking yeah. sick. Dude, like, that is. That one's cool. So, for viewers at home, the graphic novel troll is like this. He's basically like a, a very sharp Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, you're right. He's got claws. He's got like matted hair, right? And he he looks like a beast. He is like a he's like an animal. I love how in the background of this picture, there's just a girl on the staircase just looking at the troll, like, huh? I think that's Artemis's mom. Um, <laughs> so in the movie, he's just like a guy, and it's really weird. There's this there's he's a just whole fucking green and scene. big, and he's got teeth. I guess kind of. He's not even green. He's just like a guy. Like yeah. he's just kind of. He's got he, he's flesh color. He's not even like a Warcraft orc. Um, so there we we waste about fifteen minutes on oh, this fucking oh, no. wedding First, scene. No fucking. 
first, first, before, first, before the troll scene, before the troll scene, Holly meets their tech, Foley. Oh, fuck, that's right. Sending her up, Foley. up to the surface. And Foley, so... my sweet, beautiful son, the only valid creature to have horrifying finger legs, what have they done to you? So Foley, all right, let's yeah, let's talk a little about Foley. Foley is another character who doesn't do anything, and all of his personality is sucked out. Um, the guy who plays him honestly does a pretty good job, and I like his design. In the book, Foley is like a he, super paranoid conspiracy theory guy. He's, yeah, like he he's, literally wears a tinfoil hat. He literally wears a tinfoil hat. He's like you said, super paranoid conspiracy dude. He's either as smart as or like almost as smart as Artemis, or at least he's yeah. like the smartest dude around. In the oh, underground, yeah. he like, so he like he is like the smartest dude in Haven. There's like the first book is kind of like a duel of of like uh the minds between yeah. Him and Artemis. It's yeah, it's basically just a big chess game between him and Artemis of like each of them making a decision. And and the thing is, like that also goes into his personality because he knows he's the smartest dude in Haven, and they can't <laughs> yeah. just fire him because he has routed all of their shit into uh-huh. like stuff that. Basically, it would take for fucking ever for anyone to figure out his system, and he knows that he can get away with anything. So he's just mouthing off at everyone. And oh yeah, he is. He had. So he had. He has a specially designed swivel chair that he sits in that accommodates <laughs> giant centaur body. Yeah, he's got a he's got a horse chair. Um, he is great in this movie. He's nothing, but yeah. I mean, he's handsome. Yeah, that's that's what he is in this movie. Like, he's I handsome. didn't hate what they did with. Uh, Foley because they didn't do anything with Foley. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he didn't have the chance for his character to be dragged through the mud. Um, we also get to see the, the like the surface pods here. They're like big tubes that they shoot through the magma. That is how they travel in the book. Okay, I've forgotten about that it's, part. It's pretty yeah, close. It cool. Like I like the design of this thing and the way it, it is. Like, yeah, that's about how I imagined it. They just they just shoot the fairies up through a fucking like volcano and shit. Um, yeah, the one then there's the one glimpse we get of his personality is sarcastically telling Holly to like keep her arms and legs in before she gets to the yeah. surface or she'll burn up. Um, so yeah, then we, we she deploys the wings and then there's a there's a wedding troll shenanigans happen. I guess people get people are getting yeeted. There, are, I do like <laughs> doesn't the like oh yeah the girl gets yeeted she right gets the little tossed. girl just gets yeah. fucking baseballed into the sky um then they do the time freeze which is so so inconsistent in this movie yeah it doesn't make much sense so hey um the people who made this movie definitely saw x-men uh apocalypse right (laughs) oh like like with the days of future past when he just goes so fast and that's yeah oh yeah they did it twice is what i heard i haven't seen apocalypse but i think they did it again because it was so popular the first time yeah so they saw that and i was like well we can do that um no, you can't really. It's not really uh, anything. It, yeah, the time yeah. freeze. The time freeze gets used twice in this movie. This time, it, both times, it's like a big bubble zone thing, which I think which is. I think yes, that is from the book. Uh, Jake, you're you're more recently reading the book than I am. How does it? How, is this how the time freeze works? No, like so. Um, <laughs> the way the time freeze works in the book. <sighs> is it's also kind of confusing but like it it basically everything right. inside the dome is disconnected from time outside the dome so like if the dome gets activated at like you know right 12:03 p.m. time inside the dome stays at 12:03 everything can still move around but time 
passes outside. There's no way to communicate with the outside of the dome because of the time dilution. Um, and it honestly is very weird and confusing, but like, it's like time freezes out like inside of the dome kind of, but like not people. Because, because that's one of the big obstacles in the book is how are we going to get around the time freeze to actually like get one up on these guys? Yeah. Their solution in the movie is they shoot it. (laughs) The solution is they shoot it with an arrow. And then when it collapses, like, I'm not even sure what happened. A bunch Not... of weird time shit happens. We'll get there. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so they, they time freeze. They fix the wedding. And they tell Holly to come right back to base. Except she takes a detour. Which... all right. Again, listen. in the books made... In the book made more yeah. sense. Because it made it more sense because character. the wedding was... And also made more sense because I'm pretty sure the wedding yep. was in Ireland. Yeah, also that. As she opposed flies to from somewhere. Italy to Ireland. thing that they didn't... What? It's a, it's a quick detour. It's a weird back. thing that they just didn't need to change. Like, like some stuff I can I yeah, can justify like, and, like, understand why they changed it for film. But this one, like, it just doesn't... Like, why was it in Italy? Like... So, this is where we see Artemis' plan to get the Aculus. He's gonna kidnap a fairy and ask them where it is, right? And see, that's... So, another thing is in the book, it was him, like, figuring out, okay, they gotta do this ritual every now and then. They're like... Eight different sites where it'll probably happen. Let's go. Let's pick. I don't know. Fucking this. Yeah. We'll stake it out. Someone's got to come and by. Wait for months. Here soon. Yeah, and he he deduces all of this. Yeah, yeah that's months. The other thing. He deduces. He deduces it right. He like he learn. All right. So this is he he re, he decodes the codex. And like, all right. And by the way, decoding the codex is an insane thing for a human to do because no no human should be able to do it. But he does it, and he he learns all of the secrets, including how they get their magic. And so that is how he knows. Um. In the movie, his dad tells him. He reads it in a journal. Yeah. That his dad was friends with the fairy who liked to go to this so oak he's tree. Like, hey, if we just go here, they'll, there'll be a fairy there. Forget the three-day time limit that Opal gave me. Like, um, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. They have three I days. I forgot about the three-day time limit. I don't even... Uh... I forgot about that. Yeah, so uh, Butler funny ghillie suit. Um... And it's, it's a ghillie suit where you're supposed to be laying down so that you can appear to be a bush. He's just standing there. Yeah. What? It's he's just standing up. You're not. It's not tree camouflage, bro. Like, uh, it's in fairness. This there is a funny moment as they're coming into this scene, but it's also very out of character for Butler because yeah. Artemis back at the house is like anything to report from the field. And he goes, "Yes, I'm very cold." <laughs> yeah. Oh right. There's a. There's a, a thing we forgot because the movie almost forgets it. So Briar Cudgeon is in this movie. Oh yeah, another book character from the second book. They just kind of shove in for no real reason. All right, time for some more lore. In the book, Briar <laughs> Cudgeon is the villain of, of book two. Yeah, you still doing um, okay? Yeah, you cat, you get over there. You uh, you still awake? All right. Wait, no cat. So, you hello, cat. Meow. <laughs> I'm here. Okay. Uh, hi. Did you, did you actually fall asleep? Because... I'm not saying anything. Uh-huh. All right. So, Briar Cudgeon is the main villain of Shut the up. second book. All right. He is like Opal's partner in crime. Okay. Um, he is 
in like in this movie, he is a disgraced former LAP recon officer. Um, I forget what he did. I'm pretty sure he executed prisoners or something. Okay. Like, he is a bad, bad guy, and he is like a brutal warlord, basically. he His plan in the second book is that he is going to supply the goblin triads with human technology, which is forbidden in, in Haven, to, like, he wants to start take a huge over war. the city. Hey, side um, note, was the second book set on so a train? So did the goblins wind like... up being, like, bad for the entire series, or...? I don't remember. There might be more goblin content later on, but in the second book, they are pretty like uh, squarely in the villain camp. I think there I might was, be some development. I was looking around at some of the races, and apparently they have like ongoing fights with like the dwarves. Yeah, so, like the, the, probably there is yeah there is goblin and dwarf rivalry like in the past, which is kind of in this movie, but you know of course it's just a a, a, a line. Yeah, his <sighs> Briar's plan is to force a war between humans and fairies. Okay. Which, Which is what Opal kind of wants in this movie. Side note, though, um, was the second book set on a train? Because I feel like I yes. remember it being a train. The end The end of the second book is on a train. Okay. Um, I like. I felt like I remember it being a train, but I also wasn't sure if that was just Snowpiercer existing. No, yeah. There, there is a train in there. So, in this... So, that is Briar's character in the book. He is like... He, he He's like a, he's like a fucking big boss or whatever. In the movie... Big boss. He's like, he's like funny gay, or something. He ma- they he, they make him really effete and like, I don't know what happened here. It's really bad. It's just kind of an asshole. Yeah, he's like a spy for a group called the Executors. Yeah, who, who, by the way, do not exist in they? the book. Who is I that supposed to be? I don't know what the Executors are. So nope. wait, they, they don't even sp- exist in the books. No, they're completely made up. They are like a oversight council for the LEP recon, I guess. Kind I guess. Of? I am um, so lost with this movie. I mean, more so yeah. than usual. I don't. So, like, the executors are a some kind of authority. Yeah, faction. the way they, the um, way they talk about it, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like there's supposed to be like an oversight committee or something for Leprechaun. But like, we never learn anything about them or meet any of them. Cudgeon no. just talks about them. Yeah, it's just um, a few people being like, oh, the executors won't like this. And it's... Yeah, it's Cudgeon just going, uh. going up to Root and saying, the executors won't like this. That's what he sounds like. It's fuck. It's. I don't. It's. Yeah. Well, uh, whatever. Fucking. All right. This is where we get. This is where Holly gets fucking sniped with a trank dart um, and, and taken. Uh. And so in the. In the book, and I know I'm a broken record. I know, I know it. In the book, no, another bit of lore here that means fucking yes. nothing in the movie. Yeah. All right. So in the book, the like we said, the fairies have to restore magic is a is a limited resource for fairies. Um, they are very very tied to the natural world, so they are required to perform a ritual where they bury an acorn beneath an oak tree next to a, gotta, a river bend. They gotta put their fist inside the lantern and they gotta <laughs> recite an oath. Wait, no, that's the wrong fandom. And Wait, they gotta fist they, the what now? <laughs> yeah, they, gotta, they fist the tree um, and then, then they get their magic. So That's and, all and, I heard from Steven is they have to fist uh-huh. the what? Uh-huh. Oh, no, I was making a... It's basically doing this as like the Green Lantern reciting the Green Lantern oath. So. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, there is. There's also technically like an oath in this movie. We'll get there. It's stupid. Um, oh my, yeah, you're right. I just as opposed this. to what exactly? 
So yeah. yeah, they do a spell. They like there there is an oath that the fairies have to do that is like a deep magic thing, right? And and in the books, that like it is very much tied into environmentalism. Like yeah, there, a lot of these trees, there's less and less sites they can use to actually restore their magic, yeah. which is why they have they have developed so far technologically because they have to like, you know compensate for that um and so this is where holly gets shot in the book because she you know pushes herself too hard and has to recharge the last minute um before she can artemis captures her in the movie it's because her dad likes the tree yeah i don't dad her dad uh like i mean died at that tree or something also they kind of i don't know yeah like his badge or something there that you see for like a hot second her dad died but I wasn't really clear, like, did he die as a hero, or did he die, like, conflicted? I'm just not realizing her dad is dead. I didn't realize... Her dad is dead. I wasn't sure if he was supposed to be dead or just fucked off somewhere. Because I did see it flash, like, right at the beginning when they first start introducing the fairies. Like, when they first show Holly, they show, like, you know, on their little news report, whatever, they show her dad's name. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if that was, like, showing her name as a bad thing or showing his name as, like, you know, he was a suspect or he was a victim. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> unclear what happened to her dad. He's just dead. Um, <laughs> oh, also, the, the, at some point, oh, yeah, Root says, like, after Holly goes off the grid, she says, like, oh, someone is, one of our fairies is out there captured in the real world. Wait, hey, she said that? What does that mean? I, I missed that. Oh, my that God. What are you talking about? Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. She says what the in hell, the real Judy world. Dinch? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? And it's not even, it's the not whole... even like they refer to it as the real world a few times later on. It happens here, and it never comes back. Oh, I hate this that's line. fantastic. Yeah. This movie. Like, just say the human world. What do you mean the real world? This yeah, world is up, also real. Just say up top. Just say like on the like, surface. Top side. You're like uh, um so I don't they bring know. Holly back to Foul Manor. Um so in the book <laughs> in the book, um they the built like the a book would have been super so much better. Yeah, and the book. Um they, they like <laughs> fucking build the this inescapable concrete cell in the basement yeah. of the manor, right? Like, it, it is fucking... It's not a cage made yeah. out of chicken wire and two by four. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a cage made out of chicken wire in the middle of <laughs> yeah. the fucking kitchen. What yeah. the hell? Like, what do you mean? What is this shit? Which I, do I know like, they only had three days, so I guess they had to improvise, but I still. Guess. I do like the novelty of them having that little slat that they can slide open, and when they're, whenever they're done with the conversation, they'll slide shut as if you can't just look around it because yeah. the whole rest of it's made out of wire <laughs> yeah it's all see-through you can just <laughs> look so this is where artemis is this where artemis says like we have we have fairy now magic is in play anything is possible anything yep. can happen something like that S- stupid fucking line fuck you, i don't know kid. i'm more uh, mad about him coming over and inviting her in and then being like that means you have to do whatever i say uh we'll get there because so, oh oh this is um this is where foley is doing some stuff on his keyboard and i noticed another moment of baffling editing where he's like pushing buttons it suddenly cuts to like him doing like cranking something and they artificially lower the frame rate so it just looks like the movie drops frames to like single digits for two seconds that's, like, what, that's, that's what, what he was, was doing on. he was I messing with the frame rate. internet but that was 
No, that's in the movie. I ran it back like three oh times. I saw it on my side too. What the fuck was that? That's it what he was doing. Foley is secretly a Deadpool character, there and he was lowering the frame rate. <laughs> Damn, he's, he's, he's so smart. He breaks the fourth wall. Uh, is this this is where they they do the mesmer shit, right? Where she tries to the one time it's ever uh, tried in this movie. So she tries to mesmer yeah. Juliet, but uh, they explain how they have the protective sunglasses, which like Artemis puts a lot of time into developing in the book. Like he is fucking making all this shit in the movie. They just kind of have him. Yeah, because that's the thing. The book didn't have some stupid-ass three-day limit. It was, I'm going to do this. Let's take some time and plan it out. Yeah, like, it, we got to see Artemis's huge big brain at work. He planned this intricately. In the movie, he's just winging it. Um, so then... In fairness, fucking... I will hand it to the movie on this one line. Juliet says, wow, that's impressive. You speak English. And Holly just goes, speak English. Of course I speak English. Yep. I will give um, it to them on that one. That was kind of funny. I, th- I think that's from the book, though. It might be. I don't know, but so, it is. But I did enjoy it. I liked it. Any good? Here's the thing. Any good line? Probably from the book. <laughs> Just so like then. Then the cops show up. We oh, we everyone knows what happens in this scene. Everyone knows the line. Judy Dench. Oh no no no! no. Before the... no before that, we skipped Artemis's first meeting with Holly. Uh, yeah, because nothing fucking happens. That's, Doesn't matter. This, that's true. This, the, all right. The, this one pisses me off because he walks up. He's like, "I'm here to to formally invite you into my home," and then basically says that means you have to do whatever I want, which is the fucking yeah. opposite of the 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 invitation thing in the book. So many yeah. things they just go the other they way. Don't on. explain them in the books the yeah, of, that is, of the that, fairy magic at all. They just expect you to know that from the book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they expect you to have a book in in the in the book. In, in the, the books, book, um, fairies, at least on this, at least where this is concerned, kind of operate on vampire rule. They're not allowed yes, to enter like, a, a home that is owned without permission from the owner, or like they'll lose their magic. That's what makes Mulch. That's what lets Mulch do his thing. Is he gave up his magic so that he could break into whatever home he wants and steal shit. Yeah, and also that is why like fucking Artemis didn't give her permission and took her prisoner so she couldn't use her magic. Exactly. Um, and there's a point in the book later where he has to give her permission so she can use her magic so they can fight together. Because, like, that's the kind of shit... Because the troll shit happens. Yeah, it's, um, not, it's not this, like, dreamy, wishy-washy, oh, our dads work together, maybe we can friends no they fucking oh wait i did oh wait i did just remember why kudgeon is a villain in the second book he is the one who does the troll shit in the first book he he gets like fucking court-martialed okay okay because he set a troll loose um and which he he does do that in the movie so let's be fair to that okay Um, see i had forgotten kudgeon's entire existence and i thought that was just fruit being like well we'll do this one way or the other artemis and holly they're like friendship is kind of the core of the books their like relationship and eventually some weird shit happens later on i don't know maybe they're more than friends who can say um okay see because even back i didn't know what shipping was back in the day but even from the first three books i was kind of starting to ship them because they have that like frenemies every time they show up they just glare at each other and go you you well, eventually the age differential kind of gets evened out. The, There's the, that. The relative age differential, yeah. I should say, because Holly's like 84. Um, yeah, she's but yeah, in her 80s, but like in the books, when like they time, when they time travel, all right, so there's some weird shit in the um, the sixth book where they time travel, where they get like Artemis gets older and Holly gets younger. She's like 60 or whatever. And there's a yeah, bunch of weird shit that happens uncomfy. there. 
then there's the seventh <laughs> book. Then there's the seventh book where Artemis gets like a Casanova alter ego when they go down to Atlantis. The fucking named Atlantis. Lion, what? Who's constantly fucking flirting with Holly. Oh my god. It's really weird. Wait, hang on. Is this? Does somebody pull some shit and it changes his personality, or is this a decision he makes? This is a. It's someone pulled some shit. I think like it's called the Atlantis complex. He develops it when he goes down to Atlantis. Oh, okay, um, so it's okay. So it's kind of like how in real life really people weird. in isolation will kind of go mad. Yeah, we already um, had a whole discussion about Atlantis. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm sad I missed that one. I, I kind of like the movie, but yeah, in this movie, um, there's no. Oh my god! Anything between them, like yeah, there's, there's not nothing. even like animosity, really. Like just fucking who gives a it shit. It was I, yeah. In the the first three books that I read, it was hilarious watching them together because neither ever wanted to admit that the other one had a good idea, but yeah, they they were like, they respected each other to know that they had to work together for a minute. Yeah, like they go from gr- like extremely begrudging allies to like lifelong friends, and they try oh to do that God. arc in this movie. That's, and guess what? It doesn't fucking work because it because t- it took made me, eight that's books probably to the get thing there. That made me the angriest in this movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, Forever friends. I wanted to fucking strangle. Oh my someone. fucking hell! I managed. To, I watched the movie before we started recording, and I managed to forget. Did that you forget Forever friends? I yeah, managed no, to. I'm not gonna to blank that out. It made me. It made me. My my vision went red, and when I woke up, I was like covered in blood. I don't know what happened. Anyway, <laughs> this is where Root steps out of the fucking drop ship and says, "Top of the morning. We don't need to talk about it. Everyone knows it. It's stupid. It's memed Top to death. We it's, can move on. It's not even. I don't. I don't understand. Nobody was like. There was no one like greeting her as she stepped she's, out. She's, she's just literally just saying it. it to the camera. It's the equivalent. Yeah. of... Yeah, it's literally um, the equivalent of, like, you pull your car up somewhere and say a cool one-liner, then get out of the car and go meet people you're going to hang out with. So, this is where we, we the, Artemis has gotten Holly's weapon, which is a stupid-looking... I, it I don't know. There are going to be toys in this, like sure. It doesn't look... Is there? Because it doesn't look like much of anything, like... I don't know, but I can see it. It doesn't... It don't doesn't look this cool. This is that, that. <laughs> um, This is that, that, so... and we will not diss it. <laughs> It's so Butler has Butler, of course, doesn't get his his gun in this movie. Um, he has to use a stupid fairy stick, uh, which to be fair, manner was kind of neat. Him like using one once, dropping it, grabbing someone else's. That was kind of yeah, sure. Some so on, so he's on some John Wick shit, right? Where he's he's constantly getting new guns as the fight scene goes on. Except yeah. uh, John Wick has incredible fight choreography, great editing. I this need movie, to watch John Wick at some point. I hear that it's good. Do it's good. It's good as shit. I've this seen movie, where he kills his dog, and that's it. Nope, that's you got it backwards. He doesn't. No, yeah, John someone, doesn't kill his dog. His dog gets killed. No, yeah, the movie is a dog revenge story. Yeah, someone kills his dog, and he decides to kill the whole world. Yeah. In fact, I've later on, I'm going to go watch that with my dog. I have seen where Theon Greyjoy goes off the mm-hmm. rails, and after yeah. that, I was oh, like, he's... I already didn't like you anyway. No offense, Alfie Allen. <laughs> oh, man. But... Yeah, Alfie Allen is yes. great at playing scumbags. Um. I mean, so, have you heard his sister did a diss track for him? Yeah, he, he, no. <laughs> she made a song called "Fuck You," and it was oh, directed man, at, to, at Alfie Allen. That oh, that's incredible! No, I'll that's link you guys. Song. I'll link you guys when the episode is over. But yeah, his sister totally did an "F You Alfie Allen." But um, oh, that's so, very good. I love is, it. So this, but you know, all of those. All John Mac has great fight scenes, incredible stuff. This fight scene is. Fucking incomprehensible. They, they stood around and um, like and yeah, 
once again, the editing of this movie is complete nonsense. Why would you make it look like this? <laughs> it's it literally is just yeah, like Jake, like you said, the two of them like standing there as a bunch of dudes rush them, and like it's Art- it's trying to make it look cool and frantic, but all it ends up looking like is a fucking. It looks like someone accidentally yeah. hit the fast forward <laughs> button. <laughs> And then at the end of it, just so that they can set up this stupid one-liner, at the end of it, well, one, they shoot the thing that is like the power node for the time stop, whatever. Which, of course, in the book, that doesn't have that. It's a spell. Yeah. Um, Also, in this one, they cut out the realization that Santa Claus is a fairy who uses time stops. That's my favorite favorite reveal of the first book, just because it's so silly. That is... It's so yeah, funny. that is my yeah, favorite detail that I remember from any See, of those. There's so many but... details like that where it rolls in the fairy stuff in a really cool way. We'll get a line later that kind of does that, <laughs> except uh, bad. So, <laughs> but yeah, to, yeah, just to set up a stupid one-liner, uh, one of the fairies at the end of the fight gets their helmet shot off, and it does this like point of view thing where it's following the helmet as it like flies up, arcs through the air, and lands on the steps. So that Artemis can walk over, stare down into its little camera, and go, oh, shit, what does he say? Like, send someone in to negotiate. You have five minutes, I think. Yeah. So this is also, you know, kind of from the book. We do get a fight scene, except I think it's it's, Butler, it's just Butler, ass. like, clowning there. Which, by the way, Butler, I don't... No, the, he can see them because of the glasses, right? Because the other thing about this movie that they forget... Right, 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 right. People can't see yeah, fairies. People can't see them. That, They're see like... What they call shield... Where they basically vibrate so fast that your eye can't cat, like catch up with them, and Artemis yeah. um, Artemis that like overcomes that by devel- by getting a like super high frame cam- like high frame rate camera where you can like pick them out, and he integrates that into their helmets that he took and modifies that so Butler can wear it. In this movie, they just cut it all out. Yeah, yeah, the fairies are just there. Butler. Yeah, and this, there's a scene in the book where Butler puts on this modified helmet. It looks very funny on him because his head is so big, right? Um, and he walks out with it. And he, like... And, of course, the fairy is like, oh, well, he can't see us, right? So we can just get get him. And he fucking mops the floor with these guys. He just wrecks it, their shit It's funny, shit too, because they're, like, uh, at um, one point, they're like, man, if he could see us, we would be in a really bad position right now. Like, like... like <laughs> he looks over he at them. Gets, Stop. Like, like, gets them kind of like in the middle of their group and they're like, yeah, if, if he could see us, he would really have a big advantage over us right now. <laughs> then he says, I can. And then just goes to town because that's, um, that's the other thing cool. is in the books, aside from like centaur, one thing I hate is they refer to, all, they refer to the, they refer to it as like fairies and dwarves and the books. Fairies is just a blanket term. And then you have elves, yeah. dwarves, centaurs, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, like Holly is an elf. Yeah, they, the book. they basically um, elf with fairy. And yeah, anyway, because they're also because once again, Opal Cowboy is supposed to be a pixie who is very small, big head. She's got like a floating Yoda chair. Nice because her because like pixies' heads are so big, like all of their other limbs have kind of gotten really small and twiggy, right? <laughs> so she just floats around everywhere. Um, but no, but that's the other thing. No. As far as like Butler having an advantage. Because, like, they're small. Aside from centaurs, like, the fairy races are at most a meter tall. Yeah, like, they're short. Holly is the same height as Artemis, which is, like, the one thing they got in this movie because they cast a young actress. But, yeah, like, they're the same size. 
Um, so Butler just fucking cleans their <laughs> clock. Um, and I think Rude they does. They were the, an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow fairy duck bikini. Uh, I think Root does negotiate with Artemis. Yeah, I don't know if it's in person or not. I don't and, remember. Uh, um, but he tries to invite her in and like yep. invoke rules on her, and she's right, like, yes. "Ha good one," and then comes in anyway. Yeah, it's like good. Yeah, good which one. again, um, that's the movie like not being clear with its rules because how does she how is she get around it? Yeah, um, he, he invited her really... in and said, "Now you have to do whatever." And she's like, "Ha, I don't know." Which Holly can't even use her not use her magic because of the rules, right? It's because they're like fucking not they're like disconnecting her from it or something because she's yeah, off turn, the grid or whatever they turn off her magic in the movie what the complete nonsense doesn't make any fucking sense because um, that's that's how magic works i mean in the book i mean i know and, and the book i'll allow you know stuff like oh we set up a field yeah. so that people can't use magic here that that's fine that's sure yeah spells interacting with spells this is we turn the like- off switch it's a literal example of cuz yep. fairies, that's why. Yep. Um, so Root comes up uh. and, and negotiates Artemis, and Artemis demands the Aculus, which Root is confused about because they don't have it, right? Um, and the book, uh, this is where Artemis reveals that he wants fucking a huge amount of money in yeah. fairy gold. Which they try because... to throw in in this one. He's like, the, the Aculus and one of those pots, I presume, from under a rainbow. No. Yeah, it's like, well, I presume you'll be able to find it in a pot under a rainbow. Like, because the whole joke of the first book is that he's stealing Leprechaun Gold, but LEP Recon is the name of the organization and all of that, right? Um, they, Leprechaun. It's a very funny <laughs> yeah, joke, right? I know. I love uh, it. It's silly. No, not, not mm. this movie. Um, so, and, and the reason, <laughs> we, we see the reason why no one has been able to hold on to Leprechaun Gold, and it's not because it's like magically charmed uh it's because they kill anyone who tries to steal it which um, to me is better <laughs> yeah way better right so but none yeah, of that isn't here they want he wants the aculos but yeah, um, it's like a million pounds of gold that's what he wants. yeah he wants a fucking million pounds of gold right so yeah uh, no no he just wants the funny nut um <laughs> So Rude is like, all right, well, we need to get Holly out of there. We obviously can't acquiesce to his demands because we don't have the Aculos. So we gotta get me. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do it. <clears throat> get me mulch stickums. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it cut. up right now. That was amazing. Yes, thank you. I'm never gonna do it again because <laughs> I would lose the ability to talk. Oh, Fair. we're gonna make you do it again. Oh Christ! No, um, I don't want. I don't want to find another new host. Yeah, you're gonna. Have, I was about to say, you're gonna have to find another new house because I will. I will be like shipping DCS ass Disney podcast. I've chosen um, one Pirates of the Caribbean movie for this. I will do ones in the future. We will make you do it. Okay, yeah, I'll do. I'll do. I'll do as many voices as you need me to. Um, so this is where we see Mulch in prison. He's like, his narration like, this is where I come in. It's the best part. So earlier in the movie, I've got, I've got a, I've got a complaint. Um, let's Bing. get cinema sense here a little bit. Earlier in the movie, he steals the the like Dude. iPod or whatever from. Hollywood. We gotta keep this He's guy like, here. Just for were the they voices. were they like going for a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing? With, uh, I think iPod? so. Hey, hey, big question. Why the fuck does Holly listen to human music? Like, why does Holly listen to eighties slow jams? <laughs> why wouldn't you? She has a rich like, inner life that we just don't get to see. No. 
I guess the only reason this could happen is because since her dad was friends with a human, he would know human music. I guess. And like Sometimes brought it home or something. Need eighties hair metal. Come on. It's not even eighties hair metal. It's like power ballads. Sometimes like... you need that too. It's I oh, guess. what was it? It's not. We see him listening to "I Want to Know What Love Is," right? Yes, it's like, "I Want to Know What Love Is." Um, and he's in and a I cell with a bunch of goblins. In uh, Howler's Peak, which is a a location in the uh, in the books, except Howler's Peak isn't in Haven City because it's a big prison on a mountain, which is why it's called Howler's Peak. What? That makes no fucking sense. It's a peak. It has to be underground. Uh-huh. Um, and it is a a goblin prison. I think they go to it in the second book. Um, once again, they're just kind of mishmashing stuff together. So Mulch is in there. Uh, he gets into like a fight with the goblins. We see them do their fire breathing stuff, which they do in the books. They can breathe fire. Um, I don't know if they defeat them by stuffing them full um, of fire and making them explode, enough. though. Yeah. So Arr. this scene is a waste of time. It's just funny. Funny mulch diggums do funny stuff. Then so someone comes timing. to get them and say, "You're needed." They were good. This is where we get to a line that I am very confused about so he's he's brought to the site uh he's brought to foul manor and they're 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 all right we need you to break in and he's talking with root right and he's he's doing the funny thing where he's chattering on and she's like being all stoic he has a line in here about david bowie yeah he's like oh root you're so cool you're like david bowie if he was a fairy so david bowie you think they're ever gonna figure that one out now i had a question is that a fucking gay joke like obviously it's supposed to be fairy as in the the thing, right? But also they that, chose David totally Bowie. Like I was as thinking soon as I heard, because I was like, Ziggy Stardust, but oh my god, you might be right. Yeah. Like they could have picked like fucking Lady Gaga or fucking Bjork or anything no, else. No, if and it you're gonna do fairy, well. you have to do David Bowie. Yeah, but like still, yeah. it, it just it just read a weird way, uh, considering how he delivered the line. But that's beside the point because. Uh, Root says, "Hey Mulch, we need you to dig in there." And, and then and then the 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 thing just the movie just kind of skips and he's <laughs> yeah. inside. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's just in there. We don't have to. So oh, what actually Lord. happens? Um, so yeah, oh. and the books. This is what had like this is true. Dwarves can do this. Um, they can unhinge their jaw and, and like eat through dirt and it comes out their ass, right? But I didn't have to see I it. I like the special effects, but oh my god, it made me cringe. It's horrifying. It's it is nightmarish. Bad to of see. all of the things I was like, from I've this got book. Teeth issues myself, and I'm just like, oh, that makes my whole mouth hurt, and now I have to go and <laughs> check my own teeth. Of all of the things from the book that you keep, you have to keep in dwarf anatomy. Like you have to be, you have to accurately portray what this looks like. It's but very you can't important. Do anything else? Well, funny men do a funny poo. Yeah, he poop on fairy. Oh. It's so. So he fucking pulls down his jaw to unhinge it. Ah. Uh, and eats yeah, the dirt. The and worst. It comes out of his ass, funny poop. Like, yeah, uh, this is all from the books, but I don't need to see it represented like this on him, like, screen. Crawling or digging through the ground, but like, it's like cut real scary, ah. kind of. Like, like, you just see flashes of like his mouth just like, ah! And like. <laughs> 
oh wait hang on we missed a conversation between artemis and holly that also made me fucking mad oh 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 yeah, i wrote it i wrote it down verb i wrote it down verbatim basically so they're 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 arguing with each other right like you're you think you're better than everyone right uh holly's like you think you're better than everyone you're just trying to do this to prove a point and he's like no my father's kidnapped and holly's like well my father's dead beat can i trust you, you i can to. hear he you takes guys off the glasses. Away to get my groceries uh-huh he's like so he he like so Artemis says, my father's kidnapped. And Holly's like, my father's dead. And then there's a pause. And then Artemis says, can I trust you? And Holly says, you have to. And then he takes off the glasses and he asks her how he died. Oh, why did you take your glasses have off? To trust her? What? What's happening? I'm feeling so confused because she he would she would mesmer him because um, she can. But like, hey, wait, huh? Hey, yeah, hold like, on. Hey, what? What is go- Where? What is happening? Huh? It doesn't. What's going on? I don't even. Does... I don't fucking know. It just uh, it's dads. Well, they they both have dads. This you is, see, this yeah, is a real say, fucking like Martha. save Martha thing going on here. Save Martha. It's like oh. what the fuck? They 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 compress Holly and Artemis's arc so hard, and they do it in such a baffling way that it like this is not earned. There's no goddamn like emotional payoff for any of this. It's empty. <sighs> and then I'm uh, mad. So he lets mad. her out, and she f- f- fucking decks him. It just lets, which like deserved, him. but also then then she's like, now which you would trust me. I'm like, mm. yeah, whatever. Fucking okay. Nice. All right. Um. So this is where um. <laughs> so like, oh, there is another line where where mulch's line where he's like we're just where he's talking to her he's like we're just grinning at each other like two hippos with a throat infection like you don't get to be self-aware now movie like at this point you can't make a joke you can't joke about yourself and these two characters voices i we're too far in i i I thought that's probably what they were going for but i was just baffled by the line two hippos with Um, a that i think i could just kind of shut off for like 30 seconds And I would just like to read from my my notes, all caps. It's so bad, the tunneling scene. Jesus Christ, it's so horrible. (laughs) The noises. See, my note was, oh, cool, they're friends now. Fuck you, movie. Yep. Um, I have one line that's just all caps. (laughs) Ah. Is that when he, uh, (laughs) is that when he, the expert tunneler, who is like an expert thief at breaking into human residences, leaves a bugs bunny ass trail in the ground behind him i fucking yeah. uh, popping so, out through the painting i can forgive he doesn't want to out of it's on the second floor how do you dig up yeah. to the second floor yeah oh wait you're right, you're right um, i also remember the so layout of the house. <laughs> he breaks in and like they know that he's there uh they're like looking at him he finds the oh safe my god it's gets so really horny for the yeah. safe right because it's like a cool he, yeah, and he, Artemis is sitting is. here saying this is exactly what I want. Does he? Yeah. Does he know? About All right. And what's in the safe? He doesn't. The what's happening? All right. So here's Artemis's plan in the movie, right? Um, he is going to kidnap a fairy to make the LAP recon uh come there, uh, so they'll they'll send in a dwarf to crack his dad's yep. safe. Yep. Huh? Would he not That's... know that? He was able to find his dad's secret stash of fairy artifacts and information. Would he not have the combination anywhere that Artemis could have gotten to? It's very confusing. Um, 
So is do they find the Aculus before or after yeah, Trolls? Yeah, uh, right? that's where they send they the find troll. it. Um, and, yeah, um, Artemis runs up after he opens the safe, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yes, we can't, but we can't let them know that we have it." And that's when he and he and he's like, like "Oh, sorry, kid." Yeah, Mulch's like, "Oh yeah, I've been, I'm, yeah," because they have, they have the iris cams. That's also from the book. Um, Which, to be fine. fair, that is kind of neat. I yeah, do. That's cool. I like that. I do sort of like the. Okay, now you're gonna fill a pinch as it activates, and he says, "Ah." Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, they they have the Aculus. Hod's like, you can't, don't touch it, or you'll like explode. Um, then Briar Cudgeon knows they have the Aculus. He gets a call from Opal, like they have the Aculus. You need to get that for me right now. So he's like, uh, Root, uh, Root, I'm going to take command. Um, and he's like, we're gonna send in a troll. And uh, so they do to kill them. And we get th- the next fight scene. This. Uh, this is so stupid. And, like, it's just like a bunch of weird slapstick shit. I, but it ends with Butler almost dying. How, so we're how do you supposed make a to fight be like sad? I genuinely lost track Seriously. of what was happening in this. All right, let me tell you. Is Cat here? I'm still here. I was Excellent. I'm going to tell you. And got attacked, but I survived. I thought I'm I heard it. Tell app you how this. In there. Yeah, no. I'm going to tell you how this troll fight my happens. Freezer and a freezer pack launched itself at her. <laughs> <laughs> and bounced oh off my head, but I survived. Cool. All right. I am well, back Kat, now. I'm... Shut up, Steven. Stop laughing. I, at in first, I butt. thought you were getting attacked by like a pet, and I was like, wait, she doesn't have any pets. <laughs> I mean, a pigeon I don't in put that past any pets that I will have in the future, but as of right now, no, it was a freezer yeah. pack. All right. So in the movie, of course, we know the troll fight. It's stupid slapstick bullshit. I don't. Yeah. Um, the only thing I remember is Holly gets stuck on a chair for like the entire fight. Yeah. So, hey, Kat, you want to know? You want to know what happens in the book, Cat? You want to know what happens in the book? Go ahead and spoil it for me because I don't even know if I want to read the books at this point. Butler puts on a suit of medieval armor. That was it. He he gets a mace. He walks into the foyer and he fist fights this fucking troll. Wait. So he literally suits up. Yes. yes he puts on a suit of. He puts up a suit of armor and beats the shit out of this troll. Why did they Holly, leave like, this out of the movie? I don't Holly know. It would have been so he, cool. He he is losing, and Holly like gives him magic to boost him into being able to win. He be, he literally beats this and troll. The only reason to he doesn't kill mace. it is because Holly is like, no, please don't kill it. Like, please be nice to it. But he's like an inch away. Yeah, from he's like. She, she's so like, because she asks nicely, yeah, he didn't. No, the shit. What? No, because she says like, "All right, listen. He is he is confused. He is not supposed to be here. They sent him in here to do their dirty work. Like, please don't just punish this creature yeah, for like lashing out." Yeah, because he because that's the he thing is it. He understands it. In their world, trolls are basically like bears, I guess. Yeah, they're like they're they're a controlled population. They're not supposed to wander into like populated areas. That was the whole thing with the troll mission in the book. Like, oh, a troll like wandered over, wandered out. Yeah, a troll like got out of one of the reserves or whatever, and is in a pocket. Which is why I'm so confused as to why that makes absolutely no sense. Um, in the movie, uh, they drop a chandelier on it, and like Butler gets crushed under his ass. What? Or something? Yeah. Yeah, he like gets crushed under his ass, and that's getting squished. But that does. uh, I don't even Um, know if I want to read the books now. No, the books are so good. This movie's stupid. So Butler gets crushed under his ass, and this is where he almost dies. So yeah, they really. So is, he literally like, gets almost squished because some yep. troll was too thick. 
Butler died because the troll was making a clap on Instagram. I'm just saying. Yeah. The troll's a nasty little thotty. Um, the the like, clap of his, haha, nice. Ha, total it, geology pun. Nice ass. Ha, ha, uh, I'm done now. Okay. So, but yeah, this is like the scene in Kingdom Hearts 2 where they wanted us to think that Goofy was about to die. Yeah, they, except I think Goofy's death scene oh, yeah. is way more affecting, that's, honestly. Well, um, that's true. That's true. We hear Mickey Mouse say they're going to pay for this. And so like, only, they, now, it fucks me I up. I say I have only seen bits and pieces of Kingdom Hearts because while I was home for the holidays, Haley and Sam showed me Kingdom Hearts three or four. They've only shown me bits and pieces, so just keep in mind I have not seen all of Kingdom Hearts. One of these days, of so, this episode, I'm gonna sit down and just rank about Kingdom Hearts oh, for I help. Wait for that. Yes, that that would be excellent. Um, I need to just so I can catch up with them, but they have shown me bits and pieces, but I don't know the full story. I am. Yeah, they don't, actually, don't worry about it. Actually, I'm getting. I'm. I'm scheduled to get my JoJo's Bizarre Adventure tattoo on like February 20th. I might do that the first half of the day. Is the Kingdom Hearts ramp? Nerd. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> butler so butler isn't like dying on the floor they like walk him into a chair yeah like he's just it, i don't know what how he dies it like, like holly like hooks her arms under his and like hovers him into a room that has a bunch of like fairy dolls hanging from the ceiling yeah this room is weird i don't know why artemis fall senior has this room like um but yeah butler is like oh it's the fatal blow artemis i'm done for like I, how what huh <laughs> like he doesn't look injured he just looks like he just looks like he's got a stick up his ass or I'm, something yeah that's my reaction to the whole movie just, just like wait he what? just looks yeah. kind of tired yeah he just like, looks he tired and then he like bit. falls asleep but, but then, like uh they they turn to holly's like butler's yeah, crying artemis, artemis like crying. is crying juliet's crying i'm going, going meh and like all right here we go and the books. Um, like you don't get to fucking do this. this. He beat the shit out of a troll. Yeah, he beat the shit out of a troll. He only he the this the 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 scene this is pulling from is in the third book, where like I said, he almost dies. He gets shot a bunch, and like nearly dies. Um, he gets like shot through a bulletproof vest. Bullets, my only weakness. Bullets. Um, and he is like dying, and Holly does like perform like last minute magic to save him. And he she's not supposed to heal humans. That's the whole thing. And, like, he is he is so heavily injured that it's, like, really touch and go. And, like, his... The healing, like, fuses the Kevlar from his bulletproof vest into his body. Oh, dear. So he is, like... He is, like, nominally bulletproof now, <gasps> but he has breathing problems. I mean, that's a fair trade-off. Um, I'll take that, he, that. Yeah, he's like that for the rest of the book, basically. He's got, like, built-in Kevlar into his chest. That's kind of sick. He's more machine um, than man now. This is where he <laughs> tells Artemis his name, and they have this really emotional moment. Uh, no, in this movie, they turn Holly's magic back on, and she fixes it. In yeah, spine. she's like hanging out in the hallway. I guess it's like, I don't know this guy. This is, this is awkward. I don't know if I should be in the room. Yeah, he's just like, oh, this is. A, I don't know if I'm going to be in. And then, this seems and like. then, like, there's a stupid indicator thing on her sleeve that like turns back or that like lights up when her magic turns on, and she gets this big dumb guy grin and like. Doesn't even run. It's two feet away, and she flies back into the room and like slams on his chest. 
This is where I stopped taking notes because I was <laughs> barely watching the movie for the last 30 minutes. Because, like, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares about this plot? So someone else you. is going to have to take the reins, that probably. Is, honestly. This is the moment where yeah. we stop giving a shit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, now they've got the Aculus and... Um, I wanted to like this movie. And, like, the time freeze is breaking down. And uh, the... Leprechaun forces are forced to withdraw for some reason, even though nothing happens after the time freeze breaks down. Yeah, I don't know. They're all just leaving suddenly. Well, like a bunch of people get kind of weird time stuff happens to them, but like, I genuinely could not tell what was happening in this scene. Um, there's like time bubbles. I guess. I don't know. Fucking who gives a shit? So Artemis Holly earlier told him no. that it was too dangerous for a human to use. If a human tried to use it, you would die. And so, um, uh-huh. are we really relying well, on it though? Um, well, I guess better. I guess safer to assume. <laughs> um, luckily, Holly shows back up because I guess she left for a little bit, and she's like, "Okay, um, if you turn over the Aculus to me, I'll use it to free your father." Um, because earlier in the movie, they did say that you could teleport armies with it. So, uh huh. Um, so they teleport one guy who's trapped in a bunch of rock candy. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you're right. It's like the, it's like the um, rock candy rings from Avatar. Yeah, like he's just stuck in a bunch of like black liquor, crystallized black liquor, liquor, licorice or something. I don't know what I have is happening. No fucking clue. to him. Um, I didn't even yeah. engage that it was spreading until the very end when it was finally over. Oh yeah, the whole like Holly Lou, she gets get timey wimeyed, and then Root's like, "Don't go back for that little brat," but he's like, "I have to. He's my friend." And they save his dad. Y'all, they don't even have the bio bomb in this movie. Yeah. No. All right. Wait, there's animal a books. bomb. Oh yeah. Animal oh my god. It's so all right. Concept in the book. So here's the whole thing. All right. So they beat the troll, and the LAP recon is like, "All right, we're gonna give you the gold if you just release Holly." So they do. They trade the hostages, right? Um, and then, you know, once Holly gets back, Root's like, all right, well, we're going to just biobomb them and kill everyone in the house. Like the biobomb is a thing that they, yes, the biobomb is something that will leave the house completely standing, but destroy any organic matter. Yeah. Like any living creature in the house. It basically is a shockwave of energy that would have like basically dissolved Artemis and Juliet and Butler and. I guess anything troll- alive. So basically, yeah. flushes uh, no, out they, they organic the matter, but leaves the house itself standing. Yeah. yeah. So, the, so that it just looks like, yeah, it just looks like they all died. Um, okay. So, and you think they're going to do this because earlier in the movie, Artemis told Root, "No fairies are allowed in this house while I'm alive," and she goes, "Well, you're alive." Which is once again from the book. Um, so, yeah, they do the trade, and Root's like, oh, "Okay, we're going to buy a bomb them." Um, and Holly is kind of conflicted about it because at that point she's been through a lot with these people um but she, ultimately she goes along with it and this is where artemis's genius comes into play he doses everyone with like that kind of poison that slow they, they do a jatara basically like they stop their hearts <laughs> for a brief period of it's, time and see because he knows this is the thing he about knows that they're gonna try it. and this is the thing about his mom not being in the movie that, that doesn't that also just breaks it is because in the books Artemis figures out how to get out of the time stop because his mom just disappears halfway through. Yeah. Like, I forget how exactly they set it up, but yeah, he he understands. Um, and by the end, she's, like, better. Um, but basically, he, Butler, and Juliet 
all take like sleeping potions or whatever, or like neurotoxins that shut their, almost shut their bodies down, and they manage to escape the biobomb. And when they can't enter the house without losing their magic, they realize that they've lost, and he gets the gold. It's... He uh, outsmarts them. Because what it is, the whole time, they have this time stop in place that, like, their boasting is impenetrable. No one can get in or out with us finally turning it off. And he's telling them, oh, well, by the time this is over, I'm going to figure a way out of it. And he does. He, in his <laughs> biggest brain moment of the book, figures out the reason my mom... The, Genuinely big brain, not big brain the mean. Genuinely big brain moment. Figures out, okay, the reason my mom disappeared is because she always takes sleeping pills so that she can go to sleep. What this time stop must do is lock everybody in the state of consciousness that they were in when it started. So if we can change our state of consciousness, it'll kick us out and have an error 404. Yep. That's what so happened. They escaped. In the same like, space to separate from the like, pocket dimension that now has a bomb going well, on, basically. You're cutting out really bad right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the point not. is Don't that he lie. does a bunch of cool. He, the point is he does a bunch of cool shit and outsmarts them and like gets a grudging respect from all the fairies. Uh, and this none of that happens at all because actually the yeah. fairies like him now because his dad is cool. I hate it. As like she's leaving uh, after they they bring they teleport the dad back. They're they're the like uh, this is the line. This is the line. <laughs> She's like he says, you can always trust the reflection in a friend's eyes. And she goes, yeah, which is also and, a stupid fucking she's like, line. Well, are we friends? And he goes, Bring friends forever, him. forever friends. No, he says forever friends. This is very important. And the I was literally, handshake, I'm like, oh my god. I was literally in it's the like middle the of writing a line. From the it is. Harry Potter definitely. <laughs> it is. It is that. It it's the fucking Draco hug. hug. Um, like I was literally in the middle of writing another note when Artemis said that fucking line, and I and I completely devolved into like I just for I just went forever friends. You what, literally what, what, kidnapped what, what? you. Like what the fuck is this arc? This is not. This is not how you do this. This is not reflective of their arc in the books at all. Their arc goes through so much shit. Like they are friends forever at the end of the books, but that's because they're like. Yeah, it's uh, in the after all of this happens in the second book when they run into each other, they basically are like, "Oh, oh it's you." Yeah, they they still hate again. each other. They still hate each other when they run into each other in the second book. Like they fucking. So wait, in the book like, they hate each other? Yeah, well, in the first, oh. yeah, because they, well, eventually no, like eventually they do become actual friends because Artemis improves as a person, but not as he starts off like an asshole. Well, no, because it's it's a character arc for Artemis and Holly. But like it, when they're forced to work together again to stop this goblin war shit in the second book, they are still not really liking each other because yeah, he kidnapped her, and they start to warm to each other over the course of the third, fourth, and fifth books, and eventually they they do become lifelong friends. So basically, yep. like Stockholm. No, 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 eh. no, not at all. I mean, because if he starts off as kidnapping her, and then they become yeah, friends. But, like that's. No, no, because the she gets out at the end of the first book, yeah, no. and then their the movie friendship would be, goes from there. The movie would probably be Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> because say, she's still I'm really hesitant about reading these books now. They're so good. No, 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 no they're, they're good. No, the 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 books are a lot better, at least from what I remember of them. Like these series okay. of unfortunate events, 
and the Golden Compass books. This right now, I don't trust judgment <laughs> on anything. <laughs> Because you, of hey, favorite Martian and Million Dollar Duck, I don't trust your judgment. I'll trust hey, the other guys. I don't you're starting to like JoJo. You were starting to like JoJo. I have not said that I like JoJo. I've just no, you're said still watching I, it. I'm intrigued because you wouldn't <laughs> leave me alone about it. I'm I don't trust oh. you about anything. But no, legitimately, like the Artemis Fowl books, the um. The series of unfortunate events books and Golden Compass books. I think they're called the His Dark Materials. Now I will the, say, I those three like, series are legitimately very good. I do like well, series of unfortunate events because my sister got into those when she was little. My little sister did, and of course, you know me being the stellar big sister, she stole my shit, so I stole hers. Ha! Uh-huh. I did. I did like those books though, so those I will give a chance. If you haven't, so... if you haven't yet, watch the Netflix series too. Mm. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good adaptation. Um, so whatever. Movie ends. Dad's back. Yeah. They, they're like flying away on hel- helicopter. helicopter. Everything's yeah. back to normal. And this is where Artemis oh, says the line, so... "I'm a criminal mastermind." No, the citation towards the camera. No, no, we're not done yet because yeah, it goes back to yeah the interrogation with mulch like telling who the fuck ever about it and they're basically like you expect us to believe this and he like brushes his hair back and it's like oh he's got point that's the whole the mouth thing and oh my god my mouth hurts oh I hated it then he says clap your hands if you believe in fairies and then the the fucking a ladder drops (laughs) a ladder breaks a window I like that I like the whole clap your hands if you believe it's like you could just hear the sarcastic that, okay, okay, but I really wanted, I really wanted like the fucking Secret Service MI6 shit to just like snipe Artemis' helicopter out of the sky, <laughs> right? Like twist it just ending. explodes. Oh my god! And they just like twist ending. Yeah. Oh no, no fucking. Uh, like you cannot break a dude out of a government black site, Artemis. What are you like, doing? The there was no reason for him to be there in the first place. In fairness, this is a shitty black site. No, there wasn't. Yeah, the last There's we see no of him is the last we see of him is when the time bubble collapses. He digs a hole. He hops into the ground and digs off. That's the last we like, see why, of him until this scene. Why was everyone so like? Why was there a media circus around Fal- Fal Manor? What even happened? Who can say? Like what happened? The only thing the only thing I, mean, I can think is before time froze, they were Farrell, already on their way there. I guess yeah, but like. Yeah, so like, why does the government give a shit? I mean, let's they, be honest. If you if you arrested Colin Farrell, I mean, you'd kind of <laughs> be all up in it. Eh. But they didn't. They as didn't arrest the Colin Farrell. Knows, they arrested uh, Mulch Dickens. Missing. Yeah, yeah like, oh, that's right. He is. He's missing. still missing. There is a line at the beginning of the movie about like a fisherman was saying he saw fairies, and in fairness to the, the in fairness to the movie. This is a scene where they showed me that they could have made a good movie and chose not to. Because when the time yep. bubble activates, there is a fisherman who gets like rocked out of his boat and is just forever hanging in midair. Like, uh, yep. Um, I think he forgot to wipe his memory or something. Probably, like, as it's because as it's collapsing, like uh, Polly catches him and puts it back on his boat so he won't like fall and die. So, so again, end of the he's movie. saying, "Hey, we could have been a good movie." Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff we could have done, but we didn't do any of it. Um, and instead, we made <laughs> Artemis Fowl 2020 film. Huh. That's it. That's the end of this 
the and fucking bourbon is only much, an hour and a half long. <laughs> I mean, that pretty much sums up 2020. It's that sums up 2020. It's we I mean, this, and our only reaction is why. Yeah, like what the fuck even happened? Exactly. That pretty much sums up 2020. Is what the fuck and why? That's it. It's Artemis Fowl. It's a fucking garbage film. All right, so <laughs> back at it again on the re-record for questions. Uh, did we? Y'all want to do the Twitter one or the one we got on Twitter first, or do you want to hop over to uh, the Discord questions first? Oh, let's go ahead and do the Twitter one, and then I've got the Discord ones pulled up already. That works for me. Sounds good. Okay, over on the uh, the, po- the question post I put out from Twitter, we had one question from Sarah McClintock at Sarah McCostumes. Um, who says, this movie somehow removed the Catholicism from the Irish blessing. So, what's a religion that you would unexpectedly make secular, and how would you do it? Ooh. <laughs> and we, I, I talked in the first time, which I'm still going to bring up, I talked in our first recording about trying to do that for Scientology, because otherwise it would have some cool Star Wars bullshit that you could just do stuff with. Yeah, which, right. But then I said, secular, it's already kind of secular, so you would be making it into a real religion instead of a scam. Yes, just so that we can go, no, wait, never mind. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think I, I will stick with what I said in the, in the, in the lost recording, the, uh, the, forbidden, the forbidden recording, uh, Catholicism, because they have a, a whole bunch of fucking sick imagery. And I'd like to use all of that imagery without any of the baggage. God, right? Yes. <laughs> like, um, like I mean, I know there have been adaptations on top of adaptations, but like, if you could just do something that was just cool and just a non-religious version of like Inferno, even. I want I want to treat Catholicism like Evangelion treats it. Oh, just oh. <laughs> a bunch of cool shit to put on screen. <laughs> God, okay, Cat, that's another one. You gotta watch Evangelion at some point. And when you do I live have blog that one and I've heard it's really good. It's yeah, it's so good. And, <laughs> and yeah, no, exactly Nero, like you said, it just like there are crosses in places just to have crosses, not because there's any actual religious significance. <laughs> I mean yeah, that's, that's like in de- that's like in Death Note though, where they have like the Gothic crosses everywhere. Yeah, oh yeah, an anime Catholicism, well known thing. People just love to use that imagery over there, and you know what? They're right to. Yeah, it's, it's all cool. It's like Marge from The Simpsons. That I just think they're neat. Exactly. <laughs> that is literally the reason uh, crosses and stuff are in Evangelion. Like that is, uh, that is canon. I mean, and if I'm wrong, didn't even the artist for Death Note didn't he even say that that's one of the reasons why he used that imagery is just because he liked the he liked how it looked like i know there were some other overtones but probably i know i know hideaki Anna said that about evangelion like in an interview or something because someone asked so it wouldn't surprise me if the guys from death note did too right well, i guess we should move on uh, or unless cat you had a different answer i uh, forget what yours was the first time i don't have a different answer and i don't remember what i said the first time so we'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll just say no comment <laughs> fair all right so are we should we go on to uh discord yes Mm -hmm. all right i've got them right here uh first ones are from flutter dark um they've got a few here the first one is i don't know if this came up in the books or if you can go full on theorizing but how how did the fell family meet those butlers they are super op okay so like jake 
Yeah, Jay couldn't be here for this pickup recording, um, but I believe... I hope he's feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Feel better soon, Jake. Um, don't die. I, don't <laughs> we love die. you. You need to be here for when they make Artemis Fowl 2 oh, uh, in 2023. Your tongue. Okay, first off, has that been announced or are you just joking? Because I can see it going no, either way. I, there's no way. There's no way there's <laughs> okay. going to be another one of these movies. You it fucking bombed. There for a minute. No, don't worry. There's, gonna, there's not going to be another one. Just let this movie go the way of the Aragon movie. Nah. Yep. Um, I think I I am so fuzzy on a lot of the later books. I believe there is something about it's just like in 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 the ancient past, the butlers and the fowls sort of like they became intertwined, and so it's it's kind of like it's a uh, the, as long as there is a fowl, there's always a butler there right beside them. I was about to joke that there was that there were two cave uh, cave families, the fowls. Uh, or what would originally be- eventually become the fowls that were like weak and smart, and what would orig- eventually become the butlers that were strong. But I guess I mean, I'm not too far off. <laughs> that could be it. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe I, so. I've never read the books at all, but I would say my theory is that they came from the same place that spawned Alfred. It's it's the same <laughs> pool that turns out butlers that do nothing but clean up their employers' bullshit. Uh huh. Yeah, Alfred's last name is, you know, you'd think it's Pennyworth, but actually he changed it from Butler. Yeah. Right. <laughs> One of the lesser known siblings. Mm-hmm. All right. I got a um, number two, yeah, here from Flutterdark. Also, why is everyone so mean to Holly? She's pretty good at uh, doing her job when not too lazy to go recharge her MP. Well, two answers here. In the movie, it's because of bad writing. In the books, it's. <laughs> Yeah, in the movie it's because everything uh, in the movie is chalked up to bad writing. Yeah, I mean, in the movie it's because no one likes her dad. Everyone hates her dad, uh, and that's it. Right, which is a so overused trope. Yeah, a little it's bit so stupid. In the book, it is because Holly is the first female LEP recon officer um, before. They, you know, before that, most most ladies had to stick to like traffic or whatever. Um, but she is the first one who is out going out onto the surface and getting into the shit. So yeah, it was, which is why it like not that I, not that I don't like Judy Dench or anything like that, but is why it like pissed me off so much that like they made Root a woman and you just had random like extras that were <clears throat> girl officers because like that was the whole point of her arc. Yeah. Right. It's, it's Judy Dench's casting in this movie is deeply confusing for it's many reasons. That so was an weird. insult to Dame Judy Dench. It really was. Just like putting that's her nothing in this against movie. her at all, but just oh my god, that was bad for them to do that to her. I don't know how, don't know how it happened. I guess they figured that if they put enough big names in the movie, they could, you know, people would overlook the bad writing, and then we came Right. Along. But they only put three in there, and <laughs> Colin Farrell's barely in it. Judy Dench is, like, in it more, I guess, but she isn't doing anything. And Josh Gad uh, unhinges his jaw. Yeah. Josh Gad isn't doing the regular Josh Gad stuff, so it's not right. like you could, like, well, but that's the thing, pull on the kids that love Olaf. I think they were hoping people would bank on, like, if this had been in theaters, they would have been banking on, people would have seen, they would have played them up in the trailers, and they would have seen the big names, so people would have gone to see how they were in the movie, and at that point, yeah. it didn't matter, because they've got their money anyway. <laughs> yeah, because at that point, they already got you. 
Exactly. At that point, they've already <laughs> got their money, so they don't care if you go away pissed. They've still got your cash. And then third from Flutter Dark is quite appropriate. And third, right. how is no authority questioning that Artemis isn't in school? Because so I, adults I, I actually... are useless. <laughs> yes, that that is one answer. I actually have another answer for for this. Okay, Ooh, you tell. So I actually recently binged all of. Oops, I all, I recently binged all of podcast most foul. You know Jake's podcast, yes. which helped me refresh myself a little bit on what happens in that first book. And Artemis isn't actually in school because his mother is sick, <gasps> and so she oh. she she has he has managed to like wriggle his way out. And, and keep out of school, which is what allows him to do all this crazy bullshit. Um, and the, and the, the, the thing with the, the chair comes from the second book, where after his mom is better, he, she's like, all right, listen, kid, you gotta, get, you gotta get to school. I don't care how smart you are. You need to, like, socialize with other people. Oh, my God, um, that pisses me off all over again. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's no reason for him to be in school. It's, right. It's just, it's, oh, my God, it's just the, I mean, part of it's also just movie logic, it would be a hindrance if your main character had to be like oh wait gotta go to school but like it's just another instance of them like halfway taking a detail from the book i don't (laughs) they they wanted that scene with the therapist but they couldn't do that when he wasn't in school yeah so like they had to they just jammed it in there and my theory too Uh. and this you know I know I said, like, at the start, you know, my knee-jerk reaction is because adults are useless, which, on the one hand, in this kind of movie, is true. But on the other hand, the more obvious is, if adults weren't useless, then, one, the movie wouldn't happen, so they would be like, no, sit your ass down, you're not going anywhere. Right. And then, two, if they had done, you know, the adults are semi-confident, then I feel like maybe that would have, this is from the filmmaker's point of view, it could have taken away from the storyline because then you would have had to balance out the actual storyline with also Artemis is now having to dodge these competent adults that are tracking him down and trying to find stuff out. Honestly, it would though, I, too confusing. Honestly, though, I could go for an AU where it's the same story. Okay, maybe the maybe the book story, not the movie version. But, yeah, but, like, in the ba- <laughs> but like in the background, you have like just one really dedicated teacher who has decided if I can go to his house and sit down, I can get him to come back to school. There's one very dedicated social worker trying to get him back in class. Yes. Oh, that would, like, okay, that would be pr- have, did either of you guys watch Soul, the new one that came out on Christmas Day? Yes. No. Okay, so Stephen, <laughs> I've seen it like three times you? already. Okay, but yeah, my family and I, we watched it on Christmas Day. But okay, Stephen, you know Terry. Or not a Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Yes, yes, all Artemis the Jerry's. Fell needed a Jerry in the background. God. We're like, they're, it's like they're not good, they're not bad, they're just trying to do their damn job, and There's, the character there. is making it so difficult. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nero, you'll see it whenever you do eventually watch it, even if it's just it's in Sabine, movie. whenever someone picks yeah, it for this. Be, I'll, I'll probably eventually get to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing else. Tina Fey is 22 is really funny. She did a good job. So, yeah, I, I think I think I am looking forward to it. I will probably I will probably enjoy it. The fact um, that she pokes fun at her own voice is awesome. Like at one point, she's saying she can like imitate any voice ever, and then she goes in her Tina Fey voice. She goes, "I just do this one because it annoys people the most." Excellent. Yes. I know, right? All right. So, there, our next question uh, here. <laughs> well, first of all, I'll start with the second one yes. actually that Casey asked, which is why, just why. <laughs> 
Because, because I God hates you. us, Casey. I'd, I'd say why. because money, but I feel like the situation... It was, I think... This was not a case of because money. This was a case of because contracts. This movie yeah. had to come out, and so they just did kick the can down the road until it was impossible not. To. Yeah, no, you're right. As long as it was in development hell, they probably just got to a point where it was like, well, we got to put something out. It seems like at this point they're trying to prove that they can successfully adapt another fantasy series into movies, and so far it's just not working. They fucked it up really bad. They did not do good. Is the thing. They did they, bad. I mean, they have it, man. They're trying to fix their track record, and it's failing. It's like the 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 state of young adult movie adaptations is so bizarre. Because, like, obviously Harry Potter happened, but that's that's almost ten years. That's like over ten years. God, you're right. Point that those movies oh are done. Oh my god, right. Um, and that was kind of the last big, like, we're gonna adapt all these books into their own movies. So, sort of parallel to that, they tried to adapt Narnia into big blockbusters. But those books are really hard to turn into the kind of movies they wanted to make. Yeah, right. And so they could only do three of them because they got really fucking weird after that. Right. Then came the Hunger Games, which is, of course, like the second sort of phase where everything was, was YA dystopia. But that has also died down. I think they and did pretty decent at, with the Hunger Games. I, yeah, I like the right. movies. And where we're at now is I have really have no idea because I mean the movie industry is on fire, um, <laughs> and the space of what a blockbuster movie is has been warped so thoroughly by the MCU that it's almost impossible to make a movie like this anymore. Yeah. And there's just not there's not a big young adult fantasy series out right now. No. There's just not like not on that level as what's already happened. There's just not. Yeah. No, there's like there's nothing that has the same pull as the Hunger Games did or Harry Potter did back in the day. And like Artemis Fowl certainly doesn't have it. Like Artemis Fowl was always playing like third banana to um Percy Jackson and Harry Potter. It was still popular, but right. that was back in like Well, even Percy Jackson didn't do it didn't yeah, even it, make like a huge they got, like yeah, even, ha, splash. But yeah, even Percy Jackson only got like two movies, and I think there was a big gap between them, wasn't there? There was, um, right. and one of them is completely different stylistically because, e. like, they they f- they fucking fell on their own dicks so hard trying to adapt those movies, and it completely failed. I've but only seen the first tried. one. <laughs> I saw. Then it, they tried briefly with the Maze Runner, which my sister Haley yes. liked those books. They tried with the Maze Runner, and I think, and I, they tried with Divergent. They Did they finish the series? Two. The problem with Divergent is that the books aren't good. And so the <sighs> right. movies also weren't good. I've seen the first movie, have not read any of the books. I, I don't think they the even book. finished it, I've did read they? Part they didn't. Of the first book I, and I've seen part of the first movie, but I, I haven't gone all the way they, through it. I have read I, the first Maze Runner book, and that was good, even though I had to like reread it because I had no idea what was going on the first time. I think I remember seeing somewhere that, yeah, they did like all but the last book on Divergent. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like four they books all together, and they the only Maze did Runner three. Too, is they only the same thing with the Maze Runner? They only did. I know I did the first. I think they did the second, but then they never finished the series just because they didn't pan out. Jeez. Yeah. So in a lot of in a lot of ways, Artemis Fowl is kind of a relic of a bygone era. Yeah. Of right. this like attempt to adapt a, a single fantasy series into a franchise, 
in a world completely dominated by the MCU, completely dominated by, yeah. a, by a different structure right. of, of blockbuster. And, you know, it also uh, sucks shit. So it, it didn't work. Ironically, <laughs> the, the one exception being a series of unfortunate events that turned out really well. And that's because they didn't well, that's, go that's the movie route and made it series. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think people are realizing that to adapt a lot of these long form series, the smarter way to go about it is a net is like a is like a show yeah um because that that's what happened to um what the fuck are those Sh- the the shadow hunter books or whatever i don't um, know city of bones oh i've the heard cassandra of city clare's of bones. i've heard of city of bones yeah cassandra clare's like sexy vampire uh, <laughs> city where they bone thing right yeah the city where they bone <laughs> really, they, <guys>. the first <laughs> listen, <laughs> the first book got adapted into a movie and it like it did i don't think it flopped but it certainly didn't do anything yeah um but then they just made it into a show called shadow hunters and moved on from there and i know there's i think it's i think it's hulu or amazon one of them has a series going for the golden compass books i don't have hulu and amazon so i have not seen any of it uh it's hbo that has the his dark material okay that's it I don't have um, HBO either, so I still haven't seen. I've been meaning to I check don't... that out. I read the, the I actually reread the Golden Compass about a year ago because um, some friends of mine were doing a book club. Ooh, yeah, that book way more racist than you remember. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, yeah. Because I it's... think my younger sister had those, or she at least had the first one or two. But yes. I had all three of them. I never finished. Once I got. What I would do is once I got, you know, quote unquote, too old to read those series, Haley would get them. And then basically when she yeah. was done I, or when she was out of the house, I'd swipe her books and read them. And I'm like, okay, so this way I can read them. But it's like, I didn't buy them. So I'm not spending my money on them. I'm just reading hers. See, there you go. It's justified. It's the ecosystem, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I never finished that third one. I have a lot of opinions about that period of YA, but uh, that, that's for another podcast. <laughs> So Casey's oh, man, a, first a whole podcast question, just on YA stuff would be a trip. I've actually got an idea for that, but uh, you know we can talk. Hmm. We'll talk. We can talk shop off here. I'm not. I'm not going to sell out any of my secrets. <clears throat> anyway, that's what you think. Um, Casey uh, also had another question, which was, "How big of a bomb do you think this film would have been if it came out in theaters?" I think it would have been catastrophic. Yeah, oh, yeah. a little bit. I think it like, would have had, because like I mentioned before, it would have had an initial big boom because they would have hyped it up with especially Farrell and Dench and Gad. People would have come in, they would have been excited to see it, or people who have read the books would have gone in to see it, and then the yeah. minute they figured out how bad it was, word would have gotten out and it would have tanked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Past the opening week, it would have just dropped off. Right. And I don't think it would have even had a very, like, good opening week, because there's only so many people you can pull in by by saying, well, Judy Dench is in it, but then they watch the trailer and they're like, I don't know what this is. Top right. of the morning, do you? A lot of it yeah. would have been parents being dragged or being begged to go see it by their kids that did read the Artemis Fowl books. Nick. Although, the thing about that is, those books are so old. Yeah, some of us are parents read them now, are like. <laughs> yeah, like all the people who read those books are like in their twenties and thirties now. Wait, did you say my name, Stephen? I said, I said, yeah. Some of us are parents now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, even there's not even like the kid interest there. So well, I really don't know what they were thinking with this movie. Honestly, it was a, it was, it was an ill-advised venture from the start. Yeah, no, it it was just we've been working on this for thirty years. We got to go ahead and do it. Right. I just think the backlash would have been worse because people would have had to pay more 
to see oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas on Disney Plus, you're paying like what six ninety nine a month, maybe seven yeah. after tax. And in the you movie, you would have pay... been paying like triple that. Yeah, if you had to pay to see this in theaters, people would have been really mad. I mean, be, I mean, like we saw that earlier with their their bullshit with uh, Mulan, right? Right. Where you had to buy it. You had and to buy that Disney movie. Plus. You had to buy like an exclusive or whatever. Or, like, oh my yeah, god! You had to, you had to, Wait, and that movie got eviscerated at the at the they, in, in critical reviews. Wait, you really had to pay separately to? Yeah, I didn't. I for the longest time was just like oh it's just gonna be another live action remake so yeah. like, kind I of think, ignored I it once it actually hit disney plus i think now it's on there but at first for like the first while it was available yeah you had to do like some kind of premium on disney plus to that's get it. so dumb yeah y'all it's that's really dumb really, it's it really, really stupid even if it it's was been a- fascinating to see the kind of ways that streaming like straight to streaming affects movie criticism because yeah. there is absolutely no gap there's absolutely no like barrier for entry for watching the latest thing. Like Wonder Woman 1984 got got hit by a fucking freight train um, Wait, as soon as it that? came out because is that already out? Yeah, uh, yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, that's out and it <laughs> was not good. Um, I haven't even seen. Oh wait, that's why I missed it. Yeah, I probably went to D- uh, DC's streaming service, which I don't have. Yeah, it went to um, it went to HBO Max, uh, which weird. like isn't on a lot of things weirdly enough but anyway like the 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 there's no barrier to entry anyone can just boot up whatever their smart tv or whatever and just watch the movie and so everyone can immediately post their own thoughts there's no like we don't gotta go to a theater pay sit down for two hours and not use your phone because it would right i mean it's like nothing else people could be like live tweeting or live posting their opinion so that you can see it in real time like well i'm not gonna spend my money on this yeah, like, I'm going to say, well, I'm not going to watch this then, because there's a bunch of other things I can watch instead. That I'll actually enjoy, right. And it's been really interesting. And that that Artemis Fowl was kind of the first um, one of those that, like, was immediately infamous as soon as it was available. Let's see. Next from... Oh, also from Casey. Uh, also, also, you have to become one of the these hairy right. creatures. Why, Casey? Uh, what are you, and what is your dumb pun name? Okay, so I actually had this. I had a I had a book I had a book answer for this actually because I the, in in the old times and the forbidden past <laughs> the the before um, times of the long long ago be, because I know about all the, all the types of fairies that show up and one of them that shows up in the fifth book are demons who are little reptilian guys who do time magic that all have numbers instead of names. That's so fucking neat, so I dude. Would be a, I would be a demon, and my name would be number 69. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. I'm not surprised. Nice. Oh. Hey, Steven. Uh, this one, actually, I do remember what Jake's answer had been. He said he would be a dwarf called Gassity, which was also quite funny. Pretty good. That is good. I don't remember what I would be, but I know what my name would be. What is it? My name would be Nuff. Because then, <laughs> then I would be Fairy Nuff. Uh, God. <laughs> damn, that's a good one. That's pretty. I like that. You got me on that one. Thank you. I okay. No, yeah, that was it. I said that I was going to be a sprite because when I was looking around on any of the races, I don't know this character because they came in after I quit reading. But apparently, there is a character who's a sprite whose name was Unix. So I said I would be Linux. Oh yeah, Unix. Yep. Yeah. Uh, pretty good name. Yeah. The. Uh... There's a lot of cool fairies uh, in the books that never even like got mentioned in the, this movie. Uh, so you know, because it was all just elves, and yeah. then 
And that Orphicus Giganticus. And that was the other thing is the movie acts like. The, I think I mentioned this in the the main part of the recording, but like in the in the books, it's the fairies is just a blanket term for all of those races. Yes. In the movie, they just treat it like the elves are called fairies, and then goblins and dwarves are still called do- goblins and dwarves, and it's like. Why though? Yeah, they're all they're they are all the fae folk. Like that's the whole <clears> thing. <throat> uh, and I guess they just they just uh, forgot about that and uh, just said, well, the elves are obviously the ones that are the fairies. Uh, right. So last one here, last group of questions yes. from Aquacanus. Um, if you were to have a hand in producing this film, what would you change and why? So and we cannot say everything. <laughs> I mean, the main thing is that I would more faithfully adapt the story of the book. Yeah. Like, like I would make Artemis his, you know, shithead counterpart in the book. Because that's a way more interesting character than nothing. I don't... He doesn't have any traits in the movie. There's nothing that you can like latch onto or dig into as far as his character goes. He's just there, right? Just there, and like, and that's the thing is, part of me thinks they made that change because they didn't think audiences would would like that. But like, like people people would go to see that. People would like asshole Artemis. Like he'd he'd be enjoyable. Love people love rude characters who like do shitty things but have like interesting reasons for doing them. Yeah. I mean even look at all of the most popular like characters from a vast majority of franchises. Even fucking Caillou had a personality. Yeah, but it was a shitty one. But it was a personality. <laughs> it was I think we something. should I, wait. It would it would be improved if you could if you just put Caillou in this movie instead of Artemis. Right? Wait, are you, like is this the Little bald the, kid the, from a t- kid yes. show I never watched. Okay, okay. The, 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 the little, the little bald bastard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've um, seen him in memes, but I never watched whatever his show was. He's a little, he's a little shit. Yeah. That's what he is. Um, um, speaking as someone who, <laughs> speaking again as someone who hasn't read any of the Artemis Artemis Fowl books, I would say I would change just the timing or like the pacing. Yeah. Because for me, like oh I went into God. it just like okay, but then it's like okay, suddenly he's in this office. Okay, suddenly there's a library. Suddenly there's these fairies. So, it's yeah, like, they're. There were so many scenes that didn't transition to other scenes. The scene just ended and the other one was happening already. Right, and it was like, and all of it was treated like, oh, well, of course this is going on, or of course this is down here. I'm like, why the fuck? What? What? Heh. It's, yeah, the pacing in this movie is utterly abysmal. I don't, like, it. it it's, uh, oh, I, I guess I would also, like, hire an editor who wasn't <laughs> like a fucking drugged up orangutan well, which is too. the only i i imagine that's the only, that's the only explanation for what some of these sequences look like they just like put a bunch of fucking hyperactive chihuahuas onto a keyboard and just let them do whatever if we throw enough special effects at these people they'll forget that the movie sucks yeah yeah pretty much um Ah, oh, damn, I had another one. Oh, yeah, no, just not even, partly because of the pacing, but also just story-wise, I would get rid of the three-day limit that they brought in. It's right. so stupid. And just like, go back to the whole, he planned, the, no, it was, like, he took, like, weeks, if not months, like, planning this shit out. It, it was months. See, that would like, make why, sense. Why is Opal even in this movie? I don't get I don't it. don't know. I do not know, because I'd say it was to have a bad guy, but, like. Well, Opal's presence was entirely inconsequential. Guy. It was just 
Yeah, there was. She didn't do anything. She was. She wasn't interested. She was just there to be like, that's where his dad is. Yeah, like they 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 kind of just were forced to have a villain because they made Artemis the way he is. When like he he was the like antagonist of that story. Yeah, but you were just following it from it from his perspective, like. They, all of the structural things that make the first book remarkable at all, that make Artemis Fowl the series, like, a cool thing, were wiped away in service of being an extremely boring, sanitized, like, dollar store MCU movie. And, like, yeah, because that's the other thing about, like, uh, Opal being there, is, like, if you want to take it from Artemis' perspective, then, like, Root was kind of the antagonist since Root was the one like yeah. planning out. Okay, here's what our troops are gonna do. So like, even more Opal didn't need to be there because Opal had no fucking impact on the story aside from setting up the three day timeline. Right. Yeah, it was it, that was a, a change. Uh, the last question here, which is gonna this is a hard one. This is a tough one. Find one moment, scene, or character uh, line or one another that you genuinely liked in this film. Oh, yeah. Actually, real quick, hopping back to the last one, I would also make sure to add the Santa thing in because I liked it. It was delightful. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I would. uh, Oh, yeah. Before we go back, I would would put the troll fight from the book into the movie where Butler, like, almost died. I know. You want a hype. You want, like, a hyped up fight. Like, yeah, Butler almost dies. Holly heals him. He puts on a suit of armor. He just fucking trashes that troll. He just nice. goes to town. It's so cool. Yeah, and but no, we get slapstick fun times where Butler gets crushed by a troll's thick ass. I guess, but no. Also, like I think we mentioned it in the main recording, but like Cat, there's it's not even it's not even a consequential moment. This is just mentioned offhand when Artemis is telling how he knows about the time stops. Uh-huh. There's an offhand thing mentioned that Santa Claus is a fairy, and I would put that back in the story because that was just a detail that cracked me up even at the time. It's so funny. Oh, the, yeah. the the Santa Claus lore in that book is so great because there it's not just that like they go into like the depth of what of the like the fairy lore on Santa Claus and they think he's a huge dipshit. Oh, that's right. They called him like, like Nicholas the Foolish or something like that. Yeah, because, because he wanted to Nicholas awesome. the deluded or something because he was like, oh, I will help the greedy humans of my ki- uh, the, the humans of my kingdom are so greedy. I will give them gifts instead. Like the fairies think he's a real rube um which is extremely funny that's amazing i know so <laughs> i want the prequel thing you movie like from about this him. movie um things you like from this movie oh, no. things that were unironically okay huh. i mean like you said josh gadden um the guy who played butler did seem to be having fun with it at least so yeah butler butler's performance is good like the guy i liked his actor um that scene with the therapist is good, but that's because it's just that's just from the second book. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I said uh, the first time around. I said that I liked the look of the Aculos. If they were gonna, if they had to bring it, if they had to make it a thing, I liked at least how they made it look. But yeah, even I like how there's like fairy script built into yeah. it and how it kind of comes apart. It does look, it looks all right. It, yeah. It does look kind of neat. It's the kind of thing that like I could see them selling like desk lamps or something of it that like can maybe make sounds from the movie, but otherwise just glow gently like one of those salt lamps. Actually, I'm really coming up short here. Like, <laughs> I know. I, I'm, uh, I was, I was prepared to like fully, 
I remembered Foley from the books being great. Yeah, but he didn't do anything and wasn't interesting, just like every other <laughs> character in the movie. I know. I'm sorry, we let you down. We can't find something that we don't like. You got anything, Cat? I like Colin Farrell because I like Colin Farrell. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, but like that, but that's just like the baseline. Like you look at Colin Farrell and go, yeah, yeah, there he is. There's Colin Farrell. I like to look at this. Right. At least I got to look at Colin Farrell and I got to hear him because I love his accent. Yeah, that was the but you, you only got <laughs> you only got to look at him for a little bit because he's not in most of the. That movie. was the one shining moment in that movie, other than the end credits rolling. I'm pretty finally. sure they. Uh, I'm pretty sure they had him on set for like a day, probably. Oh, for sure they, they he was there for like two oh, days yeah. or something, at most. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if they had had Artemis beef it there at the beginning when he was like skating through the woods, that would have <laughs> that, that would have added like amazing. a million points to this movie on its own. But yeah, that would have been just uh, that would have been great. Um, People would be buying <laughs> Disney Plus subscriptions just to see that one moment. Just to see the fucking just him falling. There's gotta on his be face. A, there's gotta be a blooper reel of that somewhere. There's I know, right? See, okay, no, actually, one yes. thing I did legitimately like, but that also <laughs> pisses me off that I mentioned before. Um, at the beginning of the movie, when they're like starting their interrogation of Mulch, and they mentioned something about like a fisherman said that he saw something, I do like that they took the time to put that fisherman in a couple spots. Like when we're getting our first establishing shot, you can see his boat off to the side, and when they activate the time stop, he like gets rocked out of the boat and then frozen in midair. And then when the time yeah. stop explodes, Holly takes Holly actually goes and takes the time to put him safely back in his boat. Those were little yeah, details that I liked them doing, but then the whole rest of it was just so bad. Yeah, I, uh, I do like that little detail. Uh, I guess I'll do it for questions. The, the, the announcement of the next one got eaten, right? Yeah. Craig, uh, Craig fucking absorbed it into the black hole that is his heart. Yeah, Craig ate it. Um, Maybe do uh, announce it again? Yeah. <laughs> All right, next week, because I love you guys, and we're going to actually watch something good, we're going to be watching <laughs> Treasure Planet. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yes, I, super excited. Treasure Planet. You know, it's it's one of the, it's a really weird period of Disney where was was Eisner still in? I don't think I think there was like it was a transitionary period in a lot of ways. It's yeah, I want to say it was right after he left. Um, if I remember where right. Where a lot of a lot of strange stuff got made like um uh Lilo and Stitch and Treasure Planet and Atlantis. There was a Lilo and Stitch was between, amazing. Yeah, but like it, it, it is definitely something you would not necessarily expect from Disney, right? Yeah. None of those, none of these movies are like something that screams Disney, and yet they were all so interesting in different ways. And Treasure Planet, especially because of how personal it was to the directors. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. Oh yeah, we're definitely going to get into that because like just yes. all the crap these guys had to go through to get it made, like. Hercules yep. exists so that Treasure Planet could exist. Yeah, like there were so many mandates for like we're just like oh, if you make this, maybe you'll get to make your fucking Treasure Island in space movie. Um, and they did eventually. And see, that's that's and, another thing is um, I forget what the context was, but I mentioned before I think in our last recording how like sometimes Disney just seems to decide that something's not going to do well because that's a hundred percent of what they did with Treasure Planet. Like, right, um, they de- or they decide that all of their effort needs to go into what they think is going to be the next cash cow. Yeah, because, like, um, I haven't read up on, like, the history behind it in a while, so I'm going to do that again before we record to refresh. But, like, 
from what I remember, I think Disney basically put, like, no advertising into it, and I think even gave right. it, like, a shorter run in theaters than most Disney movies. Yeah, it had a yeah, short run in theaters. There was, like, literally almost no promo for this movie at all. Yeah. They had they had no faith in it. Any this just goes to show you. Remember, kids, capitalism is the antithesis of art. Yeah, because if Disney had wanted to put effort into it, this movie would have like this movie would have blown the. If I can get my words out, this movie would have like blown the roof off because it is so. It's good, is the thing. It's a good movie. Right, it's. I'm really looking forward to it. I only watched it once, and I don't remember much about it. But I, I, I always see. You know, the the look of the movie is just so oh, great. Just, like people yeah. will grouse, like, oh, fucking. Uh, oh, sorry about the dog barking. Um, <laughs> people fucking grouse about, oh, s- spaceships with sails. That's dumb. It's like shut no! up. No, it's basically like cyberpunk or steampunk. It's exactly, cool. it's a look. It's, it's, it's an like, aesthetic. It is, it, yeah. It is an it is a bold aesthetic that I really love. The, the like just putting, you know, like especially because then they basically 16... make them like solar panels to like right, exactly. power the ships. Like, also, sol- yeah, it's the just... like energy sails, not like wind sails. Yeah, I just ah, uh, um, we'll we'll get to that soon. That is yeah. that may that may end up being our longest recording because I'm gonna gush. I mean, hey, that one may top uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, not because right? it's long, but just because there's so much to talk about. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, should we redo plugs? Yeah, I let's guess, go ahead and go into the plugs. Consumed. Yeah, let's go ahead and go into the so, plugs. Um, yeah, I'll go first, I think, because I got I got the most other shits. Yeah, um, uh, you can. I'm, I'm Nero. You can follow me at Dragon Smoocher on Twitter. I have a podcast as well, another one uh, called The Podcast of Power. I do with my good friend Jane, where we are watching um well we're re-watching and analyzing with a with a critical lens the uh excellent 2018 uh she and the princesses of power on netflix it's a great show if you haven't seen it you should watch it and you know listen to our podcast check out our patreon over at uh, patreon.com slash pod of power i have officially listened to the first episode since the last time we recorded this and yeah it is good i can say i can say it's good now <laughs> It's all uphill from there. The first episode, we're still finding our footing, but you know, we're. I th- I think I'm re- I'm very proud of where that show is, personally. I mean, you did confirm last time that you agreed. Entrapped uh, is best girl, so I'm at least going to stick around. <laughs> She's great. She's like top five characters for me. Easy. Jake, uh, Jake, you can find is that at Jakey Poo on Twitter. It is at Mister Jakey Poo. Yes, at Mr. Jakey Poo on Twitter, podcast most foul. Listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, he is uh, currently on, or he is guesting on the current season of Wow Cool Robot, which is a Gundam podcast uh, done by a mutual friend named Max. They're on the uh, double, they're doing double Zeta right now. And, oh yeah, that was the other thing, is uh, Jake is also on a uh, an interstitial actual play podcast called Hearts Against Balance. I think he said in the recent, ep- or in their Current arc, he's playing um, Seahawk. Yes, that's right. Okay, I thought I remembered. Bombastic himbo pirate uh, from the Netflix good, show. The boy is good. I love. I like. I'm a big Seahawk fan. Um, and then I am. Um, my main Twitter is on. Or is that marshmallow? It's spelled like marshmallow, but my name is in there. Uh, the only other thing I have going on is a uh, dad joke uh, Twitter account at dad underscore tastic. Right, just post a dad joke every day. 
And I don't really have any other podcasts or Twitters or anything going on, but you'll usually see me see me lurking around Discord and usually like Norse and Pagan and Heathen Discords under Zura. So yeah, sorry we had to do <laughs> this section again. Um, yeah, at least it'll be listenable. I'm like what it would have been if I had just kept the other audio. Yeah, it, it, it was unsalvageable. <laughs> I could imagine how it sounds with Craig doing the things he was doing. Like, e- yeah, it wasn't Steven's fault. Craig was just an absolute bitch last week. Like, even mm-hmm. even the main recording where Craig actually stayed connected with us, there are still times where my audio just kind of does this sometimes. <laughs> how do I shop right. web? <laughs> <laughs> but yes... It's uh, uh, next next time on Disney Minus. Yes. It's Treasure Planet. Catch us then. Going sailing. And something. Space sailing. <laughs> Sun sailing. <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up. All right. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Remember, until I see you again, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. May the rain fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may a friend be always near. Good night, son. Good night, daughter.